It's the Talking Games Podcast. Welcome back. This is episode 68 of the Talking Games Podcast with me, your host, The Major. It is officially Sunday, the 26th of June, 2022. Hope you've all had a very good week. Uh, the sun is shining. It is a little bit windy outside. Um, but there you go. Uh, this is the UK for you. If you're in the US, uh, we will be talking about situations over there. Hope you're all having a great day. No Bam Bam this week. Uh, he is moving to Florida. Uh, he may jump in, don't know, uh, his phone's been off, um, but uh, we do have Chloe and Abu here this week, how are you guys doing? I'm good, how are you? Uh, hot. <laughs> yeah, I'll <laughs> tell same you about usual. it. really hot. <laughs> tell me about it, this room turned into a bit of a sauna yesterday, it's annoying, but uh, I don't really want to open my bedroom window because it'll make too much noise. <laughs> well, luckily, Abu, I know you're in Birmingham, mate, what's it like in Birmingham? Uh, in Birmingham, it's very bipolar. Um, compared to a few days ago, it's not as bad today. It's rather chilly in my room. Yeah, yeah you, you're comfortable. You can play games in, in peace, though. Yeah, my well, room, I switch yeah. that Xbox on. I swear to God, it's like somebody turned the sauna up. It's hot. <laughs> but, well, yeah, so we're speak- we sound like old people right now talking about the weather. <laughs> uh, don't forget to check out the website, gamesinquirer.com. There is a bunch of news articles up right now. Uh, you will find a couple of reviews up as well. Uh, I am trying to finish my feature. I've had that for about a week and a half now. Still struggling. <laughs> it's just so busy. Uh, you can also check out patreon.com if you are willing to support this podcast or the website. Uh, you can find us patreon.com forward slash gamesinquirer. £3 a month, you get an extra video, extra feature, a bunch of news articles, etc. Uh, we also have a weekly chat. £5 a month, it helps us with games development because we want to make games. Uh, you'll also find the beta codes and other things from other developers on there. Uh, if you want, please be our first Patreon because we are still to find a Patreon. <laughs> yeah, that's not great. Uh, but if you wanted to support this podcast, check out the Patreon. Uh, you can also find us, we have a a couple of videos up hopefully this week chloe when are you doing another video as soon as my laptop decides it wants to not keep freezing on me every so often and i come up with a suitable idea right okay i will find you an idea for this week all right all right and then we'll get a video up because i okay. really need to start putting videos back up we haven't done anything in like three months it's really bad uh but i will have hopefully a video up late this week i did just get my green screen it has finally arrived uh so I'm going to be hopefully doing the midweek until Callum can jump back on the midweeks. But yeah, there will be hopefully midweek this Wednesday. Uh, speaking of news this week, um, that's a terrible transition. Uh, Belle Delphine is trending. Can anyone guess oh. why? Oh, no. <laughs> What's she I done have, now? Uh, uh, well, you know she's got a boyfriend, yeah? She's right. had a boyfriend for about four years. Even when she was all that like amateur porn, she did. Uh, about a year ago she's back Uh, this time it's really like I don't know what to say Uh, there's another YouTuber called Too Mad Uh, black guy I think he's about what 19, 20, 21 mine is she's got a boyfriend this picture of him of her sucking his sucking his toes I was going to say something else then sucking his toes Uh, and she's uh, there's a video that's just popped up that she shared with him uh, of her with his gold YouTube award uh, and the dildo. Uh, <laughs> this is just weird. Uh, she's riding the dildo <laughs> on his award. 
This is the I she hasn't been anywhere for like a year. Nobody's heard, spoke to her, she hasn't posted any videos, she got kicked off social media pretty much, she was only doing OnlyFans, and now suddenly she's just like blasted all over Twitter of this video. And oh my god. What <laughs> I mean, I'm not mad at two mad. I think he's a very lucky man, but bearing in mind she has a boyfriend. <laughs> this is wild. What the fuck? Uh, somebody's saying that apparently these two went at it. Uh, she has a boyfriend. <laughs> apparently, oh, this extremely overweight guy and Belle Delphine got it on. <laughs> she has a boyfriend. <laughs> I wanted to quickly touch on that because uh, touch on that. That's that's a that's a bad that's phrase. Not that's a bad turn of phrase. She's a. <laughs> This is just mental. There's, there's, there's pictures of him in a Buzz Lightyear outfit and her as Woody sucking his toes. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't know whether that's actually his toes or her toes because I know she's quite flexible, but my God. That's just that's just weird. It's just weird. It's weird. She has a boyfriend. It's weird. Yeah, can we move on because this yeah. conversation starting to make me feel sick. <laughs> and 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 he's thinking about a certain somebody that we don't want to discuss. Yeah, Ka- Ka- Callum would uh would probably. Agent, <laughs> oh, no, no, You know, you know that he's a Belle Delphine simp, right? Oh, he's God. all over that. Anytime he pops not? up in the news, he's on that. Why does that not surprise me? Oh, of course, he wanted to get her on the podcast so he could ask her out. That was one of the first episodes he was begging me to try and get Belle Delphine on here. Mm. That, 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 <laughs> oh, that sums Callum up in a flaming nutshell. Yes, it does. Well, <laughs> Callum is hopefully we back on in a little while. Uh, he won't have heard this, but yeah. <laughs> anyway. That, that's probably not a bad thing, to be fair. Nah. Uh, on to more serious news, though. Uh, this past week, the US Supreme Court overturn Roe v. Wade uh, is a piece of legislation uh, within the judiciary that basically made it legal uh, for women to get an abortion. Uh, that has now been overturned. Uh, essentially what the uh, Republicans on the right and several members of the US Supreme Court on the right have said uh, is that in a nutshell, uh, women's bodies or women's lives don't matter anymore. Uh, it's just been going on for far too long. I will make a comment at the end of this, but I will say uh, gaming and entertainment companies have responded to this uh, because, as you remember, a couple of weeks ago, Sony was basically telling Bungie uh, not to say anything. Uh, they could not make public uh, statements regarding abortion rights, etc. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. A uh, number of companies, though, now have responded. Uh, following, obviously, the Supreme Court's decision, uh, companies, including Bungie, have already spoken out. Uh, the updated the blog post originally leaked in May uh, on the subject it was implementing a travel reimbursement program for employees and their dependent uh, in the US to access reproductive health care. Uh, that may not be available in the States. So basically what they would do is they would either fly into states like New York or Minnesota where abortion will remain legal uh, as far as state legislation goes or they'll fly them overseas to get abortions. Uh, 
this is obviously it's I'm I'm not gonna discuss this just yet, but I will get to my point in a minute. Uh Bungie also encourages audience to donate to charities including Urge, which is Unite for Reproductive and Gender Equality, uh Pro Choice America Foundation, several others. There's also the Trans Lifeline that helps support rights to essential healthcare. Uh, Bungie CEO Pete Parsons, a hell of a guy, uh, said this is a difficult day for our country. Uh, good people will be hurt by this decision. Bungie will do whatever we can to protect our people and ensure they can live happy, healthy lives. Uh, Bungie isn't alone. Known Somniac was another Sony studio that came out this past week. Uh, they said in a statement, we are human beings who make games. Reproductive freedom and bodily autonomy are human rights. Uh, Sony Santa Monica also tweeted similar uh, a few hours later. They said, we believe that bodily autonomy and reproductive rights are fundamental human rights. Santa Monica Studio will continue to uphold these values and support our team members in receiving access to the care they need. Uh, Naughty Dog, Gorilla, Ben Studio, PlayStation London, Media Monocle and Sucker Punch, who are all also PlayStation Studios, uh, also came out in support of it. Uh, Naughty Dog particularly said they believe, obviously, the same, same similar sentiment as the other two. Uh, we continue to uphold these values uh, and actively support all our, employ- all our employees in receiving the care they need and want. Uh, PlayStation London said reproductive freedom and bodily autonomy are human rights. Is a, a similar sentiment. Basically, all of them then said that uh, that statement is obviously notable given that Sony sent a draft out earlier this year uh, telling Bungie and other companies not to talk about abortion rights at all in the press. Uh, PlayStation President Jim Ryan uh, had asked employees to respect differences of opinion in an email where he also talked about about five paragraphs about his cat's uh, or his cat's birthday, which is just strange. Uh, reportedly discouraged internal studios from making public statements. Uh, Insomniac apparently has pushed back internally uh, resulting in PlayStation donating 50,000 each to the Women's Reproductive Rights Assistance Project, uh, which is interesting. Uh, among Us developer InnerSloth has also joined in. Uh, they've also made a similar statement saying they support reproductive choice and liberty. Uh, the ending of the constitutional right to abortion is a gender, racial, economic and human rights disaster for both present and future generations. There are so many people and local organisations to support. If you can, lend them to your voice time, action, money or privilege, we stand with everyone affected. Innersloth also posting on there. Devolver Digital, uh, which is a publisher of Card Chart, Inscription, Death Store, they are a massive publisher, uh, also reiterated previous posts of reproductive rights and human rights. Uh, Guild War creator ArenaNet came out and said, we believe that women's rights are human rights, LGBTQ plus rights are human rights, and we unequivocally support equal rights for all. Uh, Ubisoft, Surprisingly, uh, they obviously have a very uh, toxic work culture in some parts of the company, uh, but they have come out with a uh, tweet in support for reproductive rights. And this year, point to a longer statement that was just penned by Chief People Officer Nika Grant, or VP of Global Diversity and Inclusion, Rishi Sikar, from June 15th. Uh, they expressed his support not just for reproductive rights, but also for the LGBTQ plus community. Uh, They said, we fully support our teams in the US today and every day. We believe that reproductive rights are human rights, women's rights are human rights, trans rights are human rights, and equal rights for all essential to a world where everyone can be the authentic selves and thrive. Uh, What a Ubisoft uh, employee said, on behalf of Ubisoft, they said, on behalf of Eve Gilmo and all Ubisoft leadership team, we want to make it clear. At Ubisoft, we believe that women's rights are human rights, trans rights are human rights, 
Equal rights for all are essential in creating a world where everyone can be the authentic selves and thrive. It goes on to reiterate that it's reviewing its benefits package for US employees to ensure that women and LGBTQ plus workers and their families will have access to equal health care they need. Uh, EA has not issued an express statement against the overturning of it. However, it was said inclusive of all points of view and thus it would not issue a public statement either way. However, it did publish a letter it sent to employees that I announced it too would offer expanded travel health benefits in the waking of the ruling. Uh, more and more companies have joined throughout the day, including EA such as Bethesda and Niantic as well. So this this is obviously becoming a, uh, a mass protest uh, for a number of the well for as the it game. should. Yes, as it to should. Everyone, not it's just game. I'll, I'll, I'll make a statement right now, and I'll say this pretty much because I think it's warranted. Um, this is disgusting for the U.S. Supreme Court to rule over somebody else's ability to have children or not. For starters, uh, if you have a physical illness, say, for example, uh, you have cancer and you are pregnant, it is highly unadvisable to carry that pregnancy through because you will pass that cancer on to the child and that child from birth will also have cancer. So having an abortion is paramount it's recommended by all doctors if you are pregnant and going through any treatment for any serious illness to have an abortion because that child is going to die still either become stillborn or it will suffer tremendously for the first year of its life and then die it puts a tremendous strain on an parent who's already suffering with cancer it's going to increase medical bills for a child that will not survive so if you are able to have or in the period where you can have an abortion whilst you are suffering with suffering with that illness, all doctors will tell you to get an abortion first before you carry on treatment like chemotherapy. You don't. Man, how can I put this? You'd probably lose the there's a you'd, risk, lo- you'd, you'd probably lose the, child, lose the but, kid anyway. Yeah, but if the you child can... does survive, it's gonna be born with cancer. Or serious complications caused. Serious complications, which could kill you both anyway. So it's woman and baby. So it's it's like all doctors would advise that you have an abortion before carrying out. Not only that, there's things like ectopic pregnancies that can't survive anyway. Mm. And they would end up killing them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So there's one way or another. Abortions for... In some cases, are very necessary. Yeah, they are necessary. And for anybody to tell anybody else, especially a woman, what they can and can't do with their body is going into realms of dictatorship. You do not have the right under any circumstances, and anyone wondering what our opinion is on this, you do not have the right to tell anyone what they can and can't do with their body. It is their right. Reproductive rights is a basic human right. It's their body, their child, their life. You do not have the right to tell anybody else. If you don't like that opinion, feel free to leave. I'm not. I, I'm. I'm not going to entertain any comments about. Uh, on the contrary, like it's like there was a comedian a few months ago outside the Supreme Court telling uh, women uh, that we own you now. Things like that make me feel sick. They wouldn't like it if we told every guy that they had to get a vasectomy until they were ready to have kids. 
So well, therefore, if you're having sex with me, you're not having yeah, kids. No, but no, but my point is that can, no, but that can be reversed to the point. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So you wouldn't like it if we told you you had to do that until you were deemed mature enough or whatever. Yeah. So stop telling females what to do with their bodies. Yeah. I mean, it's, I know America's supposed to be the land of the free, a home of the brave, etc. Also. But, but can we sorry, can we talk about how they seem to care more about the rights of unborn babies who may not survive anyway than or than actual children, children who still want to legalise guns. Yes. This yeah. is exactly what I was about to say. Yeah. It's, America it's, is going backwards and it is annoying. It's, I I mean there's there's far right political commentators who are actually angry at this. That's surprising. But this I mean, this isn't this is, I know this isn't anything to do with gaming as per se, but if if you are a man telling a woman what I can and can't do with your body, you're in the wrong. And I don't want to hear any opinions about it. And I mean, I know there's going to be developers out there that are on the right side who agree with this. You're wrong. Uh, and if there are any uh, developers on the right that agree with they should take women's right to abortion away... Uh, please feel free to delete our email. Delete my phone number. Don't contact us again. Because I want nothing to do with these people. It's revolting. It's a revolting assertion to say that you cannot have an abortion. You have no rights over... Con- I mean, they want to Ill- illegalise contraception as well. I've seen Where is America that- going? They want to illegalize are they trying condoms. To, are they trying to make the Handmaid's Tale a reality? Probably. It's Christian right, isn't it? So they don't believe that women, like in the Bible, it's illegal to have contraception or wrong to have contraception. Therefore, they can't have contraception in America. I know America's supposed to be the land of the free, but it's quickly becoming Saudi Arabia. Yeah. It's becoming and, the land of the free for guys only, by the sounds of things. Yeah. White, rich. White men. guys. Yeah. Yeah. As long as you're Christian, can't be any other race or any other religion. You have to be white Christian. Stupid. Anyway, uh, moving away from that serious note. Uh, Bungie, speaking of Bungie, uh, they have formally announced court proceedings uh, against the Bungie impersonator uh, who f- filed fake DMCA takedowns of other YouTubers. They are suing him for seven point six million dollars. Uh, this, this is they've actually named him as well. Nicholas Minor, uh, they allege sent the DMCA takedown notices pretending to be from Bungie, including to Bungie themselves. Uh, they have filed a lawsuit against him after he received a cop after receiving a copyright takedown notice on their Destiny 2 YouTube videos. So Bungie got filed for a DMCA take. You'd think that YouTube would know that the but Bungie, wait, their wait. YouTube channel. They're not going to put a fake DMCA takedown against themselves. Wait, Bungie got a DMCA takedown on their own Their own videos <laughs> from Bungie. What? This guy was pretending to be Bungie, filed a DMCA takedown against Bungie, a and YouTube on. didn't pick up on that? That doesn't make sense. YouTube, like, this is why this algorithm is broken. This is why you and YouTube and their DMCA takedown, like, copyright notices are broken. It's because they allowed a fake account, which if they looked at it, would know that it's not from Bungie, 
to file a takedown notice against the Bungie YouTube account. But this apparently this wasn't the only account. He didn't just file against Bungie. Uh, he filed against hundreds of other YouTubers pretending to be from Bungie. Uh, he minor was the owner of a YouTube account named Lord Nazo. Uh, according to Bungie's filing, December 2021, CSC Global, uh, which acts as the developer's brand protector, uh, sent a takedown notice to Minor after they uploaded to YouTube soundtrack for the Destiny expansion, The Taken King, in full. Stupid big no-no. Uh, Minor allegedly refused to remove their videos and left them online until they were removed by YouTube in January. Uh, Minor then registered a new Gmail address designed to mimic the email addresses of CSC Global employees. In February, uh, another Destiny tape soundtrack was uploaded to the Lord Nazo sound channel, uh, this time from the Destiny 2 Witch Queen expansion. Again, big no-no. Uh, again, Bungie issued an official takedown notice. Minor then became very salty, uh, registering a second CSCS-style email address. And according to Bungie's filing, began to send out a wave of fraudulent takedown notices. This is when you know this guy was uh, particularly <laughs> angry <laughs> having his videos taken down. Uh, Bungie learned of Miner's actions when it was sent data by Google uh, outlining the recent takedown notices that had been issued by the supposed CSC, uh, as well as the IP address from which he originated. He used his own IP. He didn't even use a virtual machine. Well, he that didn't was use... just <laughs> He if didn't use had... a VPN. If he didn't do anything. Did, then you at least have to attempt to hide yourself. Yeah, he didn't even use a VPN. Not even a VPN. You get them free with your with your internet service providers nowadays. I have one with McAfee. They give me a free VPN. <laughs> you can you can't do so. Be smart about it. Come on. Uh, the Halo developer claims that Miner orchestrated the campaign in order to damage its own reputation amongst players and the Destiny community uh, as retaliation for the copyright takedowns Miner received. Uh, studio claims as well as sending out fake takedown notices. Miner used his Lord Nazar online accounts to spread disinformation about Bungie uh, and the wave of false DMCA takedowns that Miner himself had sent out 96 times. He did it. Uh, explain the studio's legal filing. We will leave a link to the formal uh, court documents down below. We do have a link to them there down below. Go read them if you want to. Uh, he sent out fake takedown notices purport purportedly on behalf of Bungie, identifying himself as Bungie's brand protection vendor in order to have YouTube instruct innocent creators to delete their Destiny 2 videos or face copyright strikes, uh, disrupting Bungie's community of players, streamers and fans. All the while, Lord Nazo was taking part in the community discussion of the takedowns. <laughs> no, so, uh, this, Bungie, this caused Bungie significant reputational and economic damage uh, for obvious reasons. Uh, as discussed below, the Destiny community was bewildered and upset believing that Bungie had reneged on a promise to allow players to build their own streaming communities and Destiny's channels on Destiny 2 content. The issue is that you uploaded the soundtrack. If you uploaded gameplay or anything else, like, resolving around Destiny, because just uploading the soundtrack, one, is incredibly lazy, and two, is a breach of copyright, because those soundtracks cost money. You have to pay to access them. You just uploading the soundtrack in full is stupid because obviously that's going to be taken down. Anybody who's had a YouTube channel or has watched YouTube for any amount of time knows don't put music in your videos that you don't own. It's stupid. Incredibly stupid. Uh, Destiny Community Manager also misled to believe that Bungie's brand protection agent 
was also fraudulent, causing confusion among users as to the authenticity of legitimate DMCA takedowns. Bungie had to devote significant internal resources to addressing it and helping its players restore their videos and channels. Bungie is now seeking total damages of $7.6 million, $150,000 for each of the works implicated in a fraudulent notice. Uh, they said they will continue to update people as to when it happens uh, as far as the court documents go. The full link is down below if you want to go read the court document filings from Bungie. Uh, interesting. Incredibly interesting. Uh, speaking of America, as we did earlier, uh, Final Fantasy 16 uh, <laughs> seems like a, a takedown of Karen's, if I'm honest. Uh, so Final Fantasy 16 uh, doesn't have ang- American voice acting because of angry Americans. Uh, apparently, Wait, what? yeah, I'll, I'll read that again. Final Fantasy 16 will not have American voice acting because Americans were angry. <laughs> All English dialogue is being recorded in the UK, apparently, so not to offend Americans. Uh, it doesn't have any American voice acting. Uh, this is according to Naoki Yoshida, also known as Yoshi P, uh, who touched on the far- aspect of the Final Fantasy 16 uh, in an interview with Dekengi Online. Uh, this is a Japanese outlet. Uh, Yoshida explained that the English version of the game will be voiced solely by actors using British English, as the developers worried that Americans English speaking up characters would upset American players, hoping for an authentic representation of medieval Europe. <laughs> uh, even what? though this is written in English. <laughs> uh, you can't please everyone, can you? You can't please everyone. Has America just lost their minds? Apparently so. Uh, we need to make sh- we made sure to not include any American accent. Uh, we decided to do this to prevent Americans from playing the game uh, and getting mad and saying something like, I was looking forward to this game set in a medieval fantasy, medieval Europe, but why are they speaking American English? Uh, to prevent this, we made sure all the dialogues were recorded using British English. Uh, in the past, Final Fantasy characters have obviously spoken a variety of different accents. Uh, Tidus from Final Fantasy X, Noctus from Final Fantasy XV, uh, most recently, Cloud from the remake, uh, just to name obviously a few. They weren't set in Japanese. Uh, still with Final Fantasy 16, obviously with a European setting, it's obviously going to be uh, recording with European actors. Uh, so British actors are uh, being given the roles in this game instead, which is. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't. I don't think I've seen any uh, American people being actually angry at the process of not having. You know, American, mm. I haven't seen any complaints or any stresses about that. I think they'll just preemptively be doing that just in case some Karens out there were offended. <laughs> and this is why I've spent this entire podcast saying America are going backwards. Yeah. Because there's no offense seen... to Americans out there, but there is no. yeah, yeah. something wrong with America right now. Uh, I don't know what it is. I can't put my finger on it, but there's something. That was me thinking that things would improve after they got rid of a certain ex-president. But yeah, dump. <laughs> dump. Yeah. Yeah. But apparently, I was wrong. Yes, I think we all were, to be honest. Uh, oh, yeah. Speaking of Japanese countries, though, Xbox for the I think it was what the fifth month, sixth month, has uh, outsold PlayStation again in Japan, which is a big deal. Considering so Japan is playstation's primary market uh, they outsold them last week as uh, obviously attributed to stock shortages and chip shortages uh, but the series x and s more than doubled out of the ps5 uh, according to sales data published by famatsu 
the Xbox Series X sold 3,272 units, uh, while the Xbox S sold 3,423 units. That was more or double that of the PS5, who sold 2,371 standard and 664 digital. Uh, rather than suggesting the Xbox console is dominant in the region, however, the figures simply show uh, the continued stock shortages are on sale. But the issue is, is that Xbox has been doing this now for several months. It's interesting to note. Uh, last week, the PS5 sold 12,000 units, uh, while the Xbox Series consoles sold 6,200 units. Uh, this week's Xbox accomplishment also does little for the overall sales picture in Japan. Uh, to date, 1.69 million PS5 consoles have been sold, while only 232,000 Xbox Series consoles have been sold in Japan. I think I don't know how many often this has actually happened in Japan. I don't think it's happened with Xbox that often because Japan is a PlayStation market, it always has been. Mm. Uh, but it does obviously indicate the severity of Sony's short shortages with their yeah, stock yeah. of the PS5s. Uh, this week marks second time uh, this generation Xbox outperformed PlayStation. Uh, in one week long prior, uh, one period prior, the last month, the Series S sold 6,000 units, whereas both PS5 units sold only 2,000. Uh, although there's no in-stock limitation, that plays a significant role in these figures, uh, such news given that Xbox traditionally performs poorly in Japan. Uh, as of February this year, uh, 2.3 million Xbox consoles have been sold in Japan since the original was released 20 years ago. Most of these were Xbox 360. Uh, despite all the above, Nintendo Switch continues to be a dominant system in Japan by a very wide margin. Uh, they've sold 50,000 units more. That is five times more what Xbox and PlayStation sold combined. Uh, in top of all this, all 20 games in the Japanese top 20 software sales for the region were Switch. In total, more than 25 million Switch systems have been sold in Japan, in Japan alone, since the console's launch. That's huge. Uh, we do have the last week's chart for Europe last week. Boxed, not digital, because it's, it's difficult to uh, to grasp what the digital sales are. But Switch is pretty much on top again. I know Horizon Forbidden West was number one again, but Switch is pretty much just dominating the top ten. Uh, last but not least, though, before we jump into some deals, Elden Ring director and From Software president Hideaki Miyazaki. I hope I don't think that's the way say his name. Let me try that again. Hideaki Miyazaki is already leading a new game. Apparently, From Software is going to be releasing a brand new game. Uh, they haven't ruled out Elden Ring two. Uh, in a new interview with Four Gamer, uh, Miyazaki has discussed his and the studio's immediate production plans. As a director, this new title is already in motion, so I'd like to avoid spoilers. Uh, he added, a fantasy with a higher degree of abstraction than past works, though it seems this type of theme is more of a bucket list item than separate, obviously, from what he's actually working on. It could be that he is working on Elden Ring 2. Uh, it could be a completely brand new IP. We don't know. So they are very, very secretive from software uh, in regards to what they're working on. Uh, uh, from the description of the studio's pipeline, uh, it's, it's fairly reasonable to assume uh, the project won't be nearing its current stages. Uh, you can't, because they obviously just finished working on Elden Ring, it will likely be this game won't come out for some time. Uh, he discussed his approach to projects directed by others in the same interview. He said, I only make a minimal amount of confirmation. I try not to look too much. I'm essentially a director. So when I touch title and development, I think about it and speak about it. But in this case, I'm not the director. I'm not the subject of the vision and I can't take responsibility. So it's because this title isn't being directed by him, he doesn't know too much about it. 
Uh, but multiple leaks suggest that From Software has a new armoured core game, which is interesting uh, from the state of the leaks, which include a bounty of screenshots. Uh, I'm going to try and find out more about this if possible. I will reach out to From Software some this week, and hopefully next week I'll have some more news on it. Fingers crossed. Mm. Uh, but other than that, it's time for your deals of the week. Are you looking to start a podcast? Sign up with Podbean. Voted the number one online podcast app by people like you and its users. Use our promo code podbean.com slash gamesinquirer. That's capital G and capital E. I get your first month completely free. It's easy to use. You can record right on the app. No mess, no fuss. Sign up today and get your first month free on us. And it helps us out too. What are you waiting for? Join the number one podcast app on the internet. With promo link podbean.com forward slash gamesinquirer. Uh, starting this week, Alpha Sync Diamond RTX 3060 uh, with AMD Ryzen 5, uh, 16 gigabyte, 2 terabyte HS, HDD, 1 terabyte SSD is a gaming desktop from eBuyer. Uh, it's currently selling at 97899. That is under a thousand pounds for a very high end PC. Uh, if you're looking for one, that might be one you want to go for. Alternatively, you can get the Horizon 5M Integra Gaming Horizon 5 PC. It doesn't come with Windows 11. However, using the code AFF10, uh, you can get it for 337 this week, uh, 337. Uh, assuming Miko this week, Project Diva Mega Mix Plus VIP Edition comes to 250 songs. Right now on Steam, it is £37.49. Uh, you can also find PS Plus Essential Games Crash Bandicoot 4. Uh, that's on PS4 and PS5 uh, this week right now. Uh, deal starts on the 5th of July, though. Uh, but you can get it for some price off. The deals for PS Plus will be happening next week. Uh, Call of Duty Advanced Warfare Digital Pro Edition Xbox One uh, requires a VPN for Argentina, but at Gamiva right now and all for games, it's GGD6. You can get that digital edition uh, for Advanced Modern Warfare for just £3.66 at Gamivo. Uh, House of Many Doors right now is 79p on the Steam Store. Uh, that deal expires on the 7th of July. Uh, you can also find Road Trooper Redux on the Xbox Store right now for 80% off. It's currently $3.99 down from $20. Uh, Commodore 64 Retro Mini Computer is currently out right now and boxed it on eBay uh, for just £30. That is a hell of a deal. Free posters and packaging. Uh, that was only found four hours ago by somebody, so definitely have a look at that. Lego Brawls uh, ARG pre-order. Uh, you will need a VPN. Uh, required £3.22 at Gamevo using the code GGD6. Uh, also on Gamevo this week, Payday 2 Crime Wave uh, is £1.50. You will obviously need a VPN for Argentina, uh, but it is GGD6. You can get that for £1.50. Uh, also this week, Hypna Space Outlaw as uh, a 90s internet simulator. Right now, Nintendo eShop is just £5.42. That is 65% off, down from £15.50. Uh, you can also find Unravel 2 on the Nintendo eShop right now for just £4.42. That is 78% off. Grab that quickly. Uh, Red Faction Gorilla on Xbox One right now. The game collection is £2.95. That is 63% off. Uh, last but not least, so you can get WarioWare, get it together on Switch at Asda. Uh, shout out to Asda, another great deal this week 22% off, possibly 10% off in store, uh, but you can get it for £25 instead of 32 so saving yourself about 22% uh, and a shout out to you over to you, Abu, what you got for us? Which I've used most of my points for, I bought Castlevania for £3.7 uh, this War of Man Complete Edition for £1.79 
and Panzer Dragoon for one ninety nine. Uh, that's a Nintendo eShop, yeah? Yes. Uh, and also, um, for the SD card I bought on Amazon, it's a SanDisk um, Extreme um, SD card, 256 gig, for £33.99. So comparing it to from before, hold on. It's a 256 that I bought. £11.66. Welcome back. Uh, Halo Master Chief, uh, the collections developer is apparently exploring adding microtransactions to Halo. Uh, I don't know how to explain this to, to 343 or any really Xbox. Nobody wants microtransactions. Nobody needs it. Nobody, you don't, you don't I mean, Halo right, is always been advertised as a game, or Halo Online anyway, has always been advertised with like seasons where things would drop and you'd have to go out and get it. Halo is big enough that you don't need to add microtransactions to get people to come play the game. Yes, it's free on Game Pass, but the whole point of the game is to drive Game Pass sales. Adding microtransactions on that is just going to turn the community off. You've already ruined the game anyway with this lack of options with, like, campaign carp and stuff. Stuff that should have been in the game to begin with. Yep. And now they want to add microtransactions on top of that. Which is extremely stupid. Uh, players may be able to buy the newly renamed Spartan points to skip the grind of actually... What is the point of playing a game if you're going to skip the whole thing? I know. I'm not... <laughs> There's literally, like, the editor does that just say, oh, you can skip it. Like, why? Doesn't make sense. Halo Master Chief Collection uh, 343 says it's internally exploring the idea of adding mark transactions to the Master Chief Collection uh, in a new blog post on the Halo Waypoint website. That would be incredibly stupid. It's stupid. I Nobody... just don't understand why gaming companies feel the need to include microtransactions anyway if you're gonna i get if you're going to get to a point where you think that that's necessary then all you really should probably do is just not make the game free to play in the first place yeah it doesn't make i mean yes it's 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 a free game on game pass it still costs like 60 quid if you buy it physically Mm -hmm. But the whole point of the game was to release it on Game Pass to drive Game Pass sales. That is the whole point of Halo. It was something that was added this year to increase the number of people playing Game Pass. If you add mark transactions onto that, yes, some people will, will pay for it because it was free when they got it. But if you're going to make things financially cost, so you, instead of grinding, you've got people in PvP that just pay like 100 quid and automatically better than everybody else in the in the battle. That is scummy. You shouldn't be doing that because exactly. I guarantee you there's going to be people that are going to, one, that are going to leave the game because they don't have the money to, to grind, and yet there's other people that are basically paying to win. And then you've got people in there that will be turned off by the fact that there's even microtransactions in the first place because Halo and Xbox have always had the the reputation that they're not the sort of company to do that sort of thing, whereas companies like PlayStation are or Activision or whatever, you shouldn't be looking at, at Halo and thinking, yeah, let's let's make it more difficult for people to do PvP or in a battle royale. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense why they why they even think about it. Yes, they've you're not making as much money from Halo because it's free to play on Game Pass, but yep. More people would 
be on that game, playing that game, if you'd actually... If you just left it alone. Yeah, well, yeah. not just lift. No, I wouldn't want them to. No, leave but it. I mean, no. I want them I mean, to release the seasons when no, they're going to say no. they're going to. When release. I say when I say leave it alone, I mean don't add the. Yeah, we don't. We don't, don't, don't add stuff that that shouldn't be put on to begin with. Yeah. Yeah, we don't. We don't need it. We don't need that in Halo. Starters, we're still waiting for campaign co-op. That was promised oh, this month. Where is it? And <laughs> if you've got to a point where you, for whatever reason, don't have the money to add these things without including microtransactions, then you shouldn't be creating a game like that in the first place. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, community writer Alex Wakeford explained the game will be ending its season-based model in favour of a series model, uh, which is due to roll out in this month's next update. Uh, part of this new update involves renaming season points, uh, which can be earned through gameplay to Spartan points. Uh, Spartan points will still be earned by completing challenges and levelling up. But 343 is now looking to charge real money for them as well. So people will essentially be able to pay to win. Which oh is God. stupid. That is stupid. Uh, for players who are... Sorry, go on. No, very stupid. That's what I wanted, that's what I wanted to import. import, that's all. Yeah. Uh, for players who are new to the MCC or the Master Chief Collection or may not have dedicated that much time to it, uh, you'll be able to basically pay to win so you'll be able to catch up with everyone else. Or... If you don't have the money and everybody else in the lobby is a low level, you basically will be able to pay to beat them. Uh, this is not something that should ever be included in video games. And, and a lot of developers like 343 originally, Xbox, uh, have always said that they wouldn't add that sort of thing because it's unfair. But they're, they're now just scrapping that and just saying, yeah, we're going to do it anyway. Uh, they are simply complete. They said for players who are new to the MCC or may, much, may not have dedicated much time specifically to unlocking items during the seasonal updates, for which there hasn't been that much, uh, are simply completionists looking to catch the late, last outstanding items they need. We are eternally exploring a potential new feature for the future in the form of purchasable Spartan points. Uh, it's prudent to note here we are happy with the current system of how players earn Spartan points by completing challenges and living up through play. That won't change. Uh, this would be an optional additive alternative for players who may, might find the vast scope of content to be an intimidating amount of playtime and want to get ahead on or skip the grind or maybe want to grab specific items they want. In the interest of, of transparency with our dedicated and passionate community, we will inform you of this exploration in advance and provide insurance that purchasable Spartan points will be an additional feature. We will have more information to share about this in the future. Uh, although the statement obviously makes it clear that Spartan points are optional, uh, mark transactions obviously annoy people. We believe some games are balanced to encourage players to pay real money to get a certain arm before it's no longer available, which is the FOMO effect. It's essentially mm -hmm. what people are basing this thought on, is that 343 are only doing this to capture the people who are fearful of losing that last bit of item from the last update because they haven't played it as much. The only issue is, is that somebody could just buy everything. I mean, I, mean, I, I know they're going to say this is just cosmetic stuff, right? But well, you know for certain that eventually they'll start unlocking more powerful weapons. Yeah. And the only way to get them is to play the game. Or you can go buy this pack and then you have it. Yeah. It'll start out as purely cosmetics and then... They will slowly integrate things that you actually need to complete the game. I mean, it's, this is only PvP, though. This is only playing against somebody else. All right. 
fine. They'll so if you're slowly... in the battle royale, you're kind of screwed. Yeah. <laughs> They'll slowly start integrating things that you need to actually beat other people, and it's just. Yeah, you can you can either complete play the game as you are, and then try and unlock it as you go, or you can pay for this and have it automatically, so everybody else in the lobby is going to be really stuffed. Plus, does this then open the door for them to include microtransactions in other areas of the game? Probably, most likely. I mean, I know they're going to say it's just cosmetic, but. At the same time, that isn't always going to remain the same. They yeah, are. Yeah, that's eventually... how it starts. Yeah, that's how it always starts. Yep. And they say it's just purely cosmetic. Eventually, you'll have more powerful weapons, better armor, and the only way to unlock them is either play the game throughout the entirety of the season, which I don't know what the time, the amount of time you'd have to actually spend to unlock it is, or go spend fifty quid on on get this pack and then you have it automatically. Majority of the time, people that have the money to waste on it will automatically yep. go to that pack they won't want to spend it and then, then go and play pvp as much as they want and everybody else is still grinding to try and get it it's it's a very stupid idea because i guarantee you just the thought of my transactions makes me not want to play it at all i wouldn't want the hassle mm-hmm. what it's not what's worth worse it. than, what's worse with the pvp is you get so little for doing so much that's what exactly. annoys me even more yeah. that's what annoys me even more with, Inf- with hello infinite yeah I mean, this is Master, Master Chief Collection, but I, it, it thoroughly annoys me the fact that they're going to do this and knowing that more people are playing Master Chief right now because Halo Infinite was so boring. Shit. Yeah, they still haven't released Campaign. They haven't wow. released any new season. De- yeah, they haven't. Campaign Co-op still not there. They haven't released any updates for... It feels pretty much like bare bones PvP which is more and more people are going back to the Master Chief collection because they know that the game is still good. The game They're not changing anything. Halo in, Halo Master Chief is phenomenally... It's one of the better versions that 343 have released. Yep. Because they've pretty much abandoned Infinite. But now they're going back to it. Seeing that more people are actually playing that game, they've now decided, okay, instead of us trying to fix Halo Infinite so we can get more people off the old game and bring them onto the new service... What we're going to do is we're going to start mark transaction in the old game, which is stupid. I mean, it, it, from a from a business standpoint, it would make sense because you've got customers there and you want to yep. make money off. Yeah, but you want to make money off a game that's already been out for a long time. Yeah. But in the same way, just fix Halo Infinite, and then more people wouldn't be playing Master Chief, so you wouldn't need to stick mark transactions on it. So in other words, they're going backwards, not forwards. Exactly. One step forward, ten steps back. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of people unhappy, a Sonic Remastered developer said it is very unhappy about the state of Sonic Origins. I We did touch on this when the game was announced. Uh, the reason for Breeze, basically these people are unhappy with it is because all the classic music soundtracks, hard difficulty, everything is behind a paywall. Uh, they said originally, Simon Tomley explained, what is in Origins is not what we turned in. Uh, one of the key developers involved was obviously... Uh, has obviously come out and said the whole team is unhappy with the condition of the final product. Uh, the compilation was released this past Thursday, uh, includes remasters of the original Sonic 1, 2, and 3, uh, as well as th- Knuckles and Sonic CD. Uh, the Sonic CD remaster was originally developed by Christian Whitehead uh, with Retro Engine. 
one or two were developed by Whitehead and Headcanon Games. Uh, Headcanon then confirmed in April it remastered Sonic 3 and Knuckles for the upcoming Sonic Origins. Uh, Sonic Origins itself uh, was developed and compiled in-house at Sega using the remasters. And developer Simon Tomley, also known as Stealth, uh, is not happy with the finished product. He said, this is frustrating in a Twitter thread. I won't lie and say that there weren't issues in what we gave to Sega, but what is in Origins is also not what we turned in. Uh, integration introduced some wild bugs that conventional logic would have been believed with our response here, a lot of them aren't. So basically, so what Sega's done with Sonic Origins is take a mobile port with still all the bugs in it, still all the glitches and the issues with it, and port it over to console and then selling it for 70 bucks with all the key stuff that actually makes the game feel whole behind a paywall. This, this reminds me of GTA Trilogy all over again. Well, it's not even GTA Trilogy, because this isn't a... Mo- GTA Trilogy wasn't a mobile port. It was made by a mobile developer who did not know how to make a game in the first place. And they were exactly. trying to change... They were trying to like, convert, like, games into console. And it was just... They they, they are not a good studio. They're grocery games are terrible. Grocery games are a joke. Yeah, they have, they, all they've ever done is port mobile games from like the GTA series onto mobile, but they were trying to take a mobile port and put it on a console and the game was broken. They right. did, they tried to remake a lot of it as well instead of just directly porting it. They just tried to remake the whole thing and it was all dog shit. But this Sonic yeah. Origins is essentially a mobile port with all the bugs and glitches still in. And they've, just, and they've locked half of it behind a paywall. Why? Because they're so desperate to make money and they don't want to spend it, by the sounds of it. Uh, well, the developers at Headcanon said that this is not the game they turned in. This is not the product they finished with. Some reason that Sega's just completely scrapped that and gone with the original mobile game and tried to port it with all the bugs in. Oh, no. It's, that's interesting that Sega would actually think that's acceptable, that they'd actually get away with that. Because sales haven't been great. Uh, regarding Origins, he said we were outsiders creating a separate project that was when dragged into something entirely different. We were knew going in that there would be a major time crunch and we worked ourselves to the ground to meet that deadline just so this would be made and re-released. Again, he said he takes responsibility for his and his team's mistakes and there were some, some actual mistakes, some overlooking some rush jobs, some stuff we noticed but we weren't allowed to correct near the end. So Sega basically would not give them time to finish it. Uh, it's absolutely not perfect, and some of it is from us. Uh, I'm extremely proud of my team for the performance under such pressure, but every one of us is very unhappy about the state of Origins, and even the Sonic 3 component, we weren't too thrilled about its pre-submission slate state either, but a lot was beyond our control. Uh, he said, no, I'm not fighting with Sega, and no, I have not cut off Sega. It's a lot more complicated than that. I'm willing to do more work under the right conditions. Whatever they want to work me again is an entirely separate manner. What matter? Uh, my dealing with most of the Sega staff was uh, actually very pleasant for the most part. The people I talked to were very respectful. Uh, I'm very sad to know it's so hated for things so far beyond his control. That's resolving. That's uh, relating to Lazuka San. Uh, he is cool and deserves better. He said uh, we asked to do major fixes near submission. We weren't allowed to do submission and weren't allowed due to submission and approval rules. We asked about delays early. And repeatedly, but told they weren't possible, so they weren't allowed to delay at all, regardless of what the state was in. Sega was saying, yes, you're going to release it this date, and there's no 
there's no ifs or no oh, buts about it. We don't want to hear any conversations about it. He said, we, weren't, we offered to come back for post-release fixes and updates. We don't know yet if this was even happening. Sonic Oranges has been met with a generally positive reception. The Sonic fans are pointing out issues with new masters not behaving like the original games did. Uh, a thread of issues on the Sonic Retro forum sites the like of collision problems in Sonic Ooh. 3 Knuckles, sound glitches, muffled audio, problems with widescreen boundaries, and odd Tails AI behavior, and odd Tails AI behavior, particularly in Sonic 2. Uh, one user reported being able to bypass the boss boundary as Supersonic in one stage in Sonic and Knuckles 3, allowing them to pass bypass the boss battle entirely and finish the level. Uh, some of the music tracks in the game's music museum mode have also been given the wrong titles. Sonic Origins already garnered controversy because obviously it's locked away certain modes, music tracks, menu animations, etc. They're locked away with hard mode behind a bot behind a paywall. So they also delisted the standalone games in Sonic Origins means you can't go buy them elsewhere. So you can't even go. So no, you have to buy to play the game. You have to buy Origins. So just wondering. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> so sneaky, you sneaky devil. You so, tell me, you surprised? Yeah. So I joined at the right time as well. Mm-hmm. The Sonic Origins collection. So this is basically the Christian uh, Whitehead engine, isn't it? The retro engine. Yes. Yeah, the retro engine. Uh, yeah. It's it sounds like a case of what happened with Grand Theft Auto with the Switch as well, where they just used the Android engine, ported it over, and didn't really realize that it would cause bugs and stuff. So by the sound of it, it was just straight put the engine, no optimizations made towards each console that it was put on, which is probably why there's a lot of these glitches going on. Well, they ported it from mobile and left the glitches in, and they weren't given time mean- to fix any of the issues. They just said you're releasing it. And well, that's the it. mobile versions didn't. The mobile version didn't have half these glitches in. It's just been a straight port that they haven't bothered actually trying to correct some of the code for by the sound of it. Yeah, that is that is literally the issue. And they said that the reason they weren't allowed to do anything is because Sega said, no, you're releasing at this time, this date, and that's it. There's no time for delay fixes or anything. They weren't even beginning like, to come something? back and fix it after. Like the only way for you to play Sonic 3 Knuckles, I believe, uh, legally, is either through the Xbox 360, which I don't know if they've removed it off the store, yeah. or via um, one of the old collections that they had on the PlayStation 2, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I've. I, I Not even the PS3 I've had a version of Sonic 3 Knuckles. So I didn't hear that. Say again. The PS3 didn't even have a version of Sonic 3 and Knuckles. Uh, on the Sonic Mega Collection, um, or Super Collection, whatever it was in PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360, it had Sonic 3 and Sonic 3 and Knuckles separately, but you couldn't put them together for some reason. So for you to have the actual Sonic 3 and Knuckles um, experience, you either need Origins or one of the old PlayStation 2 games, or own both of them separately on the Xbox 360, which I don't know if they've taken it off the store. Or, they have. So. They've deleted all the original Sonic games. From everywhere, you can't get them digitally anywhere anymore. You can get them on Android still, but Sonic Three yeah, Knuckles doesn't. Mobile, and it's, it's not. I mean, about console release, you can't buy it anyway. Say hi to the pussy. Language. <laughs> uh, speaking of games that people that suck, uh, Diablo Immortal. Uh, the Twitch streamer apparently spent twenty five thousand dollars of his own money. Uh, to get a five-star legendary gem, the first one that the game actually issued, uh, and then uh, promptly deleted his character. Uh, Switch streamer Quinn69 got his five-star legendary gem 
in the game, uh, only to delete the game straight after after he spent twenty five thousand New Zealand dollars uh, getting the first game. Uh, he's been training on social media ever since uh, because Blizzard even releasing early on iOS Android to further cater to the mobile crowd. Uh, Diablo Immortal obviously has been played as one of the worst games ever. Uh, the reason why mm. it's been talked about so much is not quite so positive, though. It has been criticised for the predatory monetization system uh, that made countries like Belgium and the Netherlands ban it from the get-go. Uh, many players ended up doing the math behind the likelihood and the amount needed to acquire end-game gear. Uh, it's averaging $110,000 to fully max out your character. Uh, apparently, it's going to take several years if you don't spend that money to get up a single character in Diablo Immortal. Uh, it could take anywhere in the ballpark of $100,000 to do the same thing when spending real money on market transactions. So seven years it'll take you to fully upgrade playing that game or spend $110,000. Well, at least there's longevity in the game. Longevity and there's that. Yeah, there'll be another right. game out by the time anyone's upgraded one character. I know, it's ridiculous, isn't it? Stupid. Uh, Twitch streamer Quinn69 started playing the game immediately. He also spent money on the game to see how far it would push the character's performance. Uh, he witnessed the endgame monetization system firsthand. After spending a total of $25,165.57 from New Zealand, uh, which roughly translates to $15,870 in US, uh, he got his very first 5-5 legendary gem in Diablo Immortal. Five-star gems are supposed to be the ultimate grind to load them all, but it took Quinn over $25,000 to get a single one. Uh, the probability of him getting as many is incredibly unlikely. Uh, after Quinn finally got the item, he ended up deleting his character and then uninstalling Diablo Immortal from his PC altogether as a protest against the game's monetization, uh, which continued over on Twitch by telling fellow gamers to do the same. Uh, Quinn's journey in Diablo Immortal wasn't intentionally thought-provoking to see what being addicted to the game could do to people. Uh, he rapidly moved Diablo Immortal and started streaming a blind playthrough of the quarry, uh, which had his multiplayer component delayed due to the Russian invasion of Ukraine. Uh, many viewers praised Quinn for uninstalling the game. Uh, but anyone saying that Diablo Immortal isn't grindy and there's nothing wrong with it, if you don't want to play it, don't play it, is, uh, doesn't know what they're talking about pretty much. Hmm. Because if you look at how long it's going to take you seven years to beat the game or spend $25,000 to get one gem, I can see Chloe having a, a bit of a problem. I don't do either. I just tried to get well, back in, to be honest. I mean, I've already touched on my thoughts on microtransactions, and this just proves my point. Yeah. Somebody did create a, uh, I think it was a Ford piece of software or something, like an emulator to see how much money you'd actually need to spend. Hmm. And it's it's higher than you would expect. Of course, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. And the fact is, you pay for seven years, or you spend twenty five thousand pounds. How I would do it, I would just trade the game in straight away. Yeah, don't don't buy anything. I mean, this needs to end. I think the the only way for for companies like this to stop monetizing monetizing their games to the point of ludicrousy is to really just boycott them, not buy them. Don't spend any money. Don't give them a penny. Then they'll realise, okay, this isn't the much we have, this, this isn't as financially lucrative as it should be. Uh, therefore, we won't do it. I think that's the only real way. Uh, GTA 6 rumours. Uh, I wanted to touch on this because it is absolute nonsense. Uh, apparently, uh, the GTA 6 rumour mill is still ongoing. Uh, there's a new website I've never heard of called xfire.com. 
Uh, they've put out a new rumour. Never heard of them. I've never heard of them. Uh, this time around the latest info, apparently, they have, apparently this this unknown, very small blog that I have about with 739 people uh, that actually view this website, which is about a third of what we get. Not even that, it's probably about a quarter. Uh, mm. Apparently they got an exclusive from Rockstar who told them everything they wanted to know about the game. <laughs> exclusive from <laughs> Rockstar, really? Apparently this is an exclusive. They got this from an exclusive. Uh, according to a long-time Rockstar insider, this sounds like Mr. Boss runs this website, to be honest. It does, uh, doesn't it? It really does. Oh, somebody posted a Reddit post, and now it's, it's suddenly mainstream news. Um, apparently the new hmm. GTA 6 will follow twin siblings, one male, one female. It sounds like Assassin's Creed, who are separated following hmm. the death of their parents at the hands of the cartel in 2003. Uh, the game reportedly explore its tragic event in prologue, which could, which could be set in Brazil. Uh, the main campaign itself will be set for some time in the 2020s, possibly 2023 or 24, as the two siblings eventually meet up as adults but on opposite sides. Apparently, male sibling becomes an agent for the depart uh, for the DOA, uh, apparently the real world drug enforcement DEA. I was wondering what that means. Uh, however, his sister will seek revenge against the cartel her own way, working her way up to the ranks of the very same cartel that killed her parents. The only issue is, is that GTA is about you being the criminal. <laughs> It doesn't make sense. Right. This joke, this, this, apparently, it's going to be set in Castle City, which is an actual place in the GTA universe. It's based, I think, on, it's either New Jersey or Boston, um, because it's right next to Liberty City, which is the rock style version of New York. Uh, the two would eventually, apparently, these two players would eventually play, you would play as both characters. Uh, the brother goes up against the sister's cartel, and the siblings find out of each other the hard way. Uh, the main character side, the leaker, describes the next GTA game as the first in the video game industry to really dive deep into the cartel military way of life. Uh, as the GTA is setting, uh, the apparent leaker, Mateus, denies the rumours the game will be set in the 70s, 80s or 90s, as per the infamous Project America's leak, which we're told is mostly fake. Instead, he says the game set will be Castle City, as well as Cuba, Colombia and the Miami Spy Vice City from 2002. Bullshit! I was just thinking I've been playing GTA games since GTA 1 I know the series extremely well and that is a load of nonsense right? and I'll tell you why in just two seconds uh, Castle City previously appeared uh, in Manhunt it was the city behind Manhunt uh, with GTA Manhunt never oh, okay. I loved Manhunt that game was yep. brilliant yeah, well, apparently Manhunt is based in the uh, GTA universe, but they're going to put Castle City in uh, in the next GTA game. I'll tell you why that's completely stupid. Uh, the Intel also referred to ambitious technology that the military have its own disposal, as well as Rockstar. I'll say that again. The Intel we have also apparently, according to this article, uh, to ambitious technology that the military will have at its disposal in GTA 6 as well as how Rockstar wants the game to reflect the current times around something the studio couldn't do accurately in GTA 5. Uh, when asked about GTA 6's development progress or release date, Mateo said that a 2024 release date is planned. Now, they've I've touched on the bullet points here. Stories about twin siblings who find themselves on opposite sides of the law. That is nonsense, for starters, mm. because <laughs> GTA 6 is a parody yeah. of Rodden World where you are the criminal Every GTA game, every game, has been about you being the criminal, drug dealer, murderer, etc. You're the fixer, you're the drug dealer. Always, 
every single game. However, actually, actually, it wouldn't be too far fetched to be like an FBI agent that just destroys everything in its path. Well, he's apparently <laughs> you're playing one half as siblings, so the brother is a DEA agent who's trying to take you. You're playing the cop. That's not GTA. That's never been GTA. GTA, you are always the criminal. Always, you're building a criminal enterprise. The whole point of GTA is Grand Theft Auto. You're bent to steal cars. That is the whole point of that game. You're the criminal. Yeah, but it would actually make an interesting change. If the, if the length of the campaign of the criminal side is the same as GTA 5, and then you've got extra trade as a DEA agent, and that's just extends the game, but I think that's fine. Like, as long as it's I, not I a minor that's, plot. It's, anyone who's played GTA at any point knows that's complete nonsense, mate, because that's not exactly. That's not something that any, they would ever, ever do to have... You know, GTA you and you as the as the police officer. That would never, ever happen. But don't you think that would make for interesting online play as well? It would, it would that, but if you were the That's cop, what I'd... I'm thinking. But having said that, you now do get these GTA online roleplay servers where a lot of people are playing as cops. So maybe there is mm. a bit of... There is I'm a little there. bit of logic in there in the... They're sort of trying to integrate that into yeah, but not the, story from the main the story game. from Rockstar. They're not apparently going to Michael from GTA Five. Apparently, Michael from GTA Five is coming back into GTA Six or something. Well, that it would be difficult considering, depending on what the ending was from GTA Five, he's either dead or he's now a criminal, but he's still based in Los Santos. He's Maybe he moved, traveling the other side I... of the country. Maybe what they'll do is they'll release a GTA 6, have him in, and then have, release some DLC that you have to pay for, something that has a... Like, that's well, don't, between give GTA ideas, Captain, please. don't give them my ideas, Captain, please. Don't give them my ideas. Don't give them my ideas. will be set in Brazil. Right, so they've also got you in four different countries as well. Brazil, Cuba. Like, that's nonsense. They're not... Rockstar aren't going to give you four separate countries in any way. The only time that a GTA game that's ever left... The main, the main island from that game was, I believe, it was either GTA 3 or GTA 4 where you went to Mexico. And it was one single mission in a hotel where you're basically stuck in the same place and had to kill everybody that came into this little area. Mm-hmm. You're never at, you've never actually gone to another country in a GTA game. There's no way they're giving you Brazil, Cuba and Colombia. That's not happening at all not even your wildest dreams is that ever happening so the prologue being set in brazil is nonsense the story is too far-fetched it makes no sense because every gta game as previously mentioned you are the criminal uh, the military and cartel will have modern weaponry the cartel does not have modern weaponry <laughs> because they're the cartel they get what guns they get off the black market if you're talking about the military in brazil an extremely poor country who are still using AK-47s from 30 years ago. Uh, some of the info found in the initial project America's apparently leak is true. Much of it is fake. How can you ascertain that? Because this leak mm. apparently doesn't work for Rockstar, so how would you know how much true and what's not? Uh, Rockstar plans to release GTA 6 in 2024. We knew this already, uh, yeah. November, December. That is the most common piece of knowledge. In fact, that's the only bit of, not, of information. Well, Rockstar's released the top. Will it be playable on the television and Rico as a lodge tale? <laughs> yeah. Well, this, this is also, right, because apparently Rockstar's not forgotten about the game. So, yeah. Mateus is also claiming that Rockstar would extend the map. So, not only are you having Castle City, which is going to be next Liberty City. It's not Liberty City, it's the city next to it. So they're going to include Liberty City 
uh, as part of GTA Online. Right. Happening because that would make the game unplayable on all last gen. So it'd have to only be next gen or PC. Uh, it will feature a fight between players and major GTA antagonists. If it's 2024, I could say it being a next gen exclusive, though. It's 2024. Yeah, but the thing is, they're not going to release that with the DLC. They're not going to bring Liberty City where they're already working, apparently, on four other cities. That's too much work. You're not, you can't expect them to release three, a map of three countries, make a map of three countries, also make an entire map from Manhunt's Castle City, which is big enough, and then make really remake Liberty City to release that on GTA Online. That's five cities in total that they would need to remake for that one game. That's nonsense. Uh, apparently, they add such things as cops and crooks mode, uh, which play, features a fight between players and GTA antagonist Don Percival. Uh, the leaker also told us, apparently, told them, is it adding 20 new radio stations? Nonsense, including one called Castle Soul FM. Soul FM is already in the game, so yep. why would they add Castle Soul FM? There's already a radio station called Soul FM in GTA Online. True. Yep. Uh, anyone hoping for a GTA 4 remaster, uh, which was rumored last oh. November, apparently one is planned according to this leak. So he's got all the information. Stupid. Uh, obtaining a bundle with two other GTA games. What ones? Does anyone know? Uh, even if all this proves to be accurate, GTA 6 is still in active development. They only started development a year and a half ago. Uh, after being confirmed earlier this year, GTA 6 might not come out until 2026 as per other leaks. No, it's 2024. End of 2024 at the earliest. Uh, obviously, the game will evolve over time. Uh, Lika said he knows this, and while things could change, the base story of GTA 6 is being about the cartel and the two siblings will remain likely. Bullshit. That is utter nonsense. Utter and complete nonsense. Isn't it? It's not about the cartel. You're not one agent. Right. Yeah. The game's based in Liberty City. That's the only thing we know about it. Right. It's either Liberty City or Vice City. Room, the internal discussion has always been Liberty City, so it's not Casa. Castle's not in the official GTA franchise. It's a side of Manhunt. It's a city featured in Manhunt, which is supposed to be connected. It's only been rumoured. It's never been confirmed. They're not going to put in a city that nobody's ever played in a GTA game before to include all of this other stuff. It's just complete. It's too much. It's, you're giving too much information away, which makes it sound unbelievable. It's nonsense. They're not having a new GTA Online map with Liberty City and also introducing Castle City and then adding Brazil, Colombia and Cuba. It no. does sound like a very big, 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 big game. Yeah, it's, it, it'd be unplayable in last year completely just from the size of what they've got. I, I honestly See, it's not don't possible think it's going to come to last gen in 2024. Well, they, I know there's no more drops, but if you're going to release... I mean, no, last gen ends 2025, 2026. So you've got another two, three years of game releases on last gen before yeah, that console yeah. is canned anyway. Yeah, but true, but... But you got, a, but the thing is, though, it's not just that. But it depends if um, developers want to release game on next gen. I mean, on last gen. Sorry. Moving on, last bit before we jump into a break. Last of Us and Days Gone veterans have just announced a new NFT game. Oh, have they? What NFTs? Yes. Oh come on. Uh, game currently called Nashville. Callum, please tell me you're not happy about this. I am not happy at all about this. <laughs> uh, Michael Mumbawa, John Garvin are apparently making the game for PC consoles and Web 3.0. What is Web 3.0? I even I don't know what the hell. Exactly. It's, it's just the saying. It's the blockchain. That's what they call it in Web 3.0. Uh, 
It's not There is not a third generation internet. That's a buzzword, that's what it is. Can I yeah, even do it with 1.0, right? Never mind 3.0. <laughs> <laughs> got nonsense like the last story on the original web. Imagine what's going to be on this new one. Exactly. Uh, apparently, this is the first true web 3.0 AAA title for PC console and the Hadera network. What? Uh, uses a native energy-efficient cryptocurrency called... No energy... No cryptocurrency is energy efficient they're all terrible well, 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 how, I, I don't get that how is, could they be energy efficient in the first place they can't because you need to get crypto you need to run like several computers which creates what's the word usually up a lot like the last time somebody tried to say that it was their cryptocurrency was energy efficient it like took out six city blocks in new york the power went out for several hours so there's no way that it's energy efficient because it increases the amount of use in the ozone. If that's yeah. Something. If you know what right. I mean. It's yeah. hard to explain it, pretty much. But harvesting cryptocurrency and NFTs, you'd need a huge amount of server use, which uses a hell of a lot of electricity, etc. and so on. Callum, help me out here because you're just staring at the screen. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm, 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 what? Like the ozone? What the f- I'm just trying to work my head around what the, what the ozone is. Yeah, it's atmosphere. the atmosphere. Yeah, how does it, it, it Because you can't run several hundred servers constantly using obscene amount of electricity. <laughs> yeah, but it's an NFT. It's just a fucking picture. It's not, pardon my French there, but it's just a bloody yeah, picture. Yeah, but you need to have a huge amount of servers running constantly all day using an obscene amount of electricity. Therefore, the only way that is ever God, going to be energy efficient is if company is if we only used renewable energy sources, which just doesn't happen yet anyway. This guy's talking Yeah. This is ridiculous. This is absolutely bloody ridiculous, I tell you. Absolutely absolutely atrociously r- ridiculous. Uh, Lithios CEO Mumbai previously spent 13 years at PlayStation, uh, head of the visual arts service group, working on the likes of Uncharted and The Last of Us. Uh, he most recently was the co-founder and CEO of That's No Moon. Never heard of that studio. Uh, John Garvin was former creative director and writer. Days Gone developer Ben Studio. Uh, he's serving as president of creator Lithios and as the writing director of his debut project. Uh, apparently, Ashfall. When a player's fighting survivor world scarred by global warming and you're running <laughs> talk about irony. You're running a cryptocurrency server farm and you're talking about a game with global warming. You're attributing to it with this nonsense. <laughs> the United <laughs> Volcanic Ring of Fire and Mysterious Disruptive Energy Fields is <laughs> wherever the server farm is based. Uh, oh lord! Uh, beginning as a connected single-player adventure that evolved into a multiplayer PvP and PvE cinematic transmedia world. It's like the jargon. Keep it flipping simple. Gamers could choose to play the game leveraging the Hydera network. What? Where scavenging, discovery, and exclusivity are the focus for a build, sell, and trade experience. Uh, Asheville currently has partnerships in place with comic book creators, artists, and influencers. You don't need influences in there at all. Uh, begin with a digital comic written by John Garvin, featuring cover art by Worldstorm and DC Comics' Brett Booth. Brett Booth is a very competent, very talented artist. Uh, Garvin said 
in a statement, our goal is to create a truly next-gen open-world experience that engages with new technologies to allow user-generated content. Uh, as always, our focus is creating beloved characters, captivating stories and evolutionary gameplay and a world worth exploring, not just in games, but other media as well. Uh, Mumbai was asked about venture, by VentureBeat how media web 3.0 will play a role in Ashfall. He said transmedia and the power of connected worlds has always been something I've been extremely compassionate about. What? This is the most ridiculous bullcrap <laughs> that I have ever heard. <laughs> he's, he's been extremely he's been extremely passionate about transmedia. This podcast what? just seems what? to have been full fill, filled with NFTs. Please file a private NFT available now on our website. No, it's not. Go on, sorry, Chloe. I said I just said this podcast seems to have been filled with the most ridiculous stories I have ever heard this week. Because the problem <laughs> the problem is, right? This this is stupid, but it's still not quite hit the top of stupidity in regards to stories from this podcast today. No. I mean we've had some really we talked about some really yeah. stupid decisions and stuff exactly. and those. But this this is top I mean this this statement, this comment is one of the most laughably absurd things I think anybody in gaming has ever I said. Under, I just don't understand it. Why, why does uh, the, the veterans of Last of Us and Days Gone suddenly go, oh, we think NFTs is a great idea. Our other games didn't sell well because they didn't have NFTs. <laughs> but it's this statement saying he's passionate, extremely passionate. Look, look, let, me, let me start again. He's extremely passionate. About transmedia and the power of connected worlds. What? What? That doesn't what? Have nothing to do with NFTs for starters. There's <sighs> all. There's also this next line, which is going to make me angry. Uh, there is a bit of misunderstanding, in my opinion, on what blockchain gaming could mean for gamers. I see the blockchain as a railway, and the main station is video games. <laughs> what are you talking about? What are you talking about? Um... <laughs> it's stupid. One, gamers know what NFTs and, and blockchain is. Starters, blockchain has been around for years and has always yeah. been used by criminal elements to launder money. Yep. That's what the original blockchain was used for. Yep. It's so people yep. could launder digital currency or digital money. Elite will illegally from one country to the other without it being detected. They still that do that. The whole point of the blockchain was to launder money. So people understand that. They do Block- still do that now. I don't think it's changed that to be it honest. Has, and and for starters, blockchain games right now, NFTs, there's a huge amount of a hacking attempt. Well should say let's say that again. There's a there's a massive hacking attempt by people out there that are stealing people's NFTs, their money, their bank details, they're robbing them of their assets in video of the games that are out there. They're just taking they're stripping exactly. their accounts. And there's no there's no guarantee that this blockchain game will even like if you buy an NFT, it may or may not be on the internet in ten years' time. Why do people think blockchain in games is a great idea? Fair enough, right? If in the future we don't use pounds or anything as a universal currency, Bitcoin becomes a universal currency, that's the only type of blockchain 
stuff I'd actually allow is is a digital currency that is a standard currency, not stuff like but NFTs that, and stuff. Like, but even that's the, the yeah. issue you would have there is that would end up opening the door to things like NFTs. Yeah, and they, they want to include the NFTs in this. Used. Yeah, so basically, to buy an asset, you need to buy an NFT. I think Ubisoft has already proven that it doesn't work, considering their own Ubisoft being this big company that have a huge amount of following that sell thousands upon thousands, millions of copies of games. They try to launch an NFT service. Look how well that turned out. <laughs> the most mm. they made off that entire service up to now from when it launched is just over a thousand pounds or a thousand dollars. It's not done well at all no, and now you've got two fun. unknown people who yes worked on two very popular games one more popular than the other probably, probably thought that it that they didn't do well because they didn't have nfts think oh we can do better here's yeah. nfts yeah, <laughs> that, that rainbow six game had loads of nfts they tried to sell them and one people couldn't buy it sell them off when they bought them so the only thing they could do with it was sitting in on his account. Nobody is actually able to sell anything. The only amount of money, the amount of money that Ubisoft has made from that NFT service is just over a thousand dollars. Considering that, do you know how much they spent Ubisoft on that NFT service? How much? Millions. They spent millions on that service, and why they made a thousand dollars from it. Good idea. Why? 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 I'm actually. This is this is an interesting po- post. Yeah, uh, he left Days Gone. He said, "Don't complain if there's no sequel if you didn't buy it full price." He's the guy that said the reason that there won't be a Days Gone is because people decided to wait until PS Plus or whatever. Uh, he said his departure from Ben Studio was based apparently on personality. His personality clashed. It wasn't based on his performance. It was based on. His personality, which is not surprising. Uh, Mumbao also had the other rail stations all lead to the main. If you didn't want the game on PlayStation Plus, you sh- they, they could have easily told Sony, we don't want our game on PlayStation Plus. But that's the only reason that game's getting recognition. Because of PlayStation Plus. Yeah, because PlayStation didn't back on it in the first place, which is why it didn't sell very well. Yeah. I didn't think it was very good. They, they were wrong, but at the same time, it's very stupid. It's incredible. It's an incredibly stupid idea because blockchain gaming will not ever take off. NFTs and cryptocurrency right now are failing. If you look at the state of Bitcoin, it's dropped to its lowest point. I think it's been like the last three or four years and it's still dropping. It's not gone up. NFT sales are like the most small, or one of the smallest markets out there. It's less than 2,500 people. Yeah. Compared to where it was like a year ago. Mm. NFTs are not the way forward. Uh, Mumbai no. Awid added, uh, the other rail stations all lead to the main one, which is games and trains deliver precious cargo NFTs to gamers via the other stations. You're making it so complicated and it sounds stupid. Uh, it's a way to deeper, it's a way to have deeper and more engaging experiences we've ever seen before. We want to reward gamers for doing stuff they already love doing. Uh, it's not yeah. buying NFTs, I'll tell you that much. Uh, and create a path from those areas they love back to the thing they love the most. <laughs> You're talking shit. You're talking waffle. That is complete and utter waffle. Can I read this bit again? Because it's really it's, yeah, it's it's hilarious. Read it, read it, read it. 
keep going. I Go, see yeah. the blockchain as a railway and the main station is video games. The other rail stations all lead to the main one, which is games, and the trains deliver precious cargo NFTs to gamers via the other stations. What? <laughs> it's a way to have deeper and more engaging experiences than we've ever seen before by you buying a JPEG for a thousand pounds. We want to reward gamers for doing stuff they love doing and create a path for those areas. They love going back to the thing they love the most, gaming. What? It doesn't make sense. <laughs> and you trust this guy to make a competent game? He can't even speak English. Not that's a bad <laughs> thing, but he's, he can speak English. That doesn't make any sense at all. Why is he talking about trains and NFTs? Nobody wants NFTs. Nobody needs them. They're completely pointless JPEGs. It means nothing. They're worthless. Nobody has any investment in it. You're not going to... This game isn't going to take off. And I guarantee you, his next approach when he does not take off will do the same thing he did with Days Gone and blame the people for not buying it. Not his own failure or the stupidity of his idea. You know, it's everybody else's fault. That's who he'll blame. But anyway, uh, we're going to jump into a break. When we come back, we are going to be discussing these girl Murray's apparently taking a very large pay cut. <laughs> not surprisingly. Uh, Nintendo Direct has been formally confirmed. Uh, and Square Enix wants to develop story-focused NFTs. <laughs> we'll get back to that in just a bit. Uh, it's a more new movie news. Uh, yeah, sorry, Chloe. Uh, we'll be back in just a few minutes. I'm going to be talking about podcast episode 68. Early in the morning, late at night. It don't even matter what time it is. President Roller, RM, wait. Whenever I find time, it's okay. You pray for my demons, girl, I got you. Every time I sip on Codeine, I get vulnerable. Annoying the sounds of the storm when it comes. She understand I can't take her everywhere a nigga going. I've been in the field like the children of the corn. I can hear your tears when they drop over the phone. Get mad at yourself cause you can't leave me alone. Gossip been messy, it ain't what we doing. Traveling around the world. Over the phone, dropping tears. I get my vulnerable when I do good. When you drunk, you tell me exactly how you feel. When I'm loaded, I keep it real. Tell a real one exactly what it is I'm saying cause you know that's why I wanna hear Yeah, I've been trapping around the world I sit on my balcony and wonder how you feeling I got a career that takes my time away from women I cannot convince you that I love you for a living I be on your line, feelings flowing like a river You be texting back, do it, Kiki on the river Message say deliver, but I know that y'all don't get it Why you introduce us if you knew that you was with him? Made me shake his hand, we all been fucking for a minute Walk me off the plane because you know that I'm a swimmer Supposed to be a dog, but you done put me in a kennel Girl, put a muzzle on it, all that barking over dinner I was fucking with you when you had a tiny presidential You got better when you met me and that ain't coincidental Tried to bring the best out, you guess I'm not an influential Guess I'm not the one that's mad for you I can hear your tears when they drop over the phone Get mad at myself cause I can't leave you alone Gossip and messages, that ain't what we doing Yeah Trapping around the world 
over the phone, dropping tears. I get more vulnerable, I do feel. When you drunk, you tell me exactly how you feel. On today's episode of <laughs> Next time. Come on. Uh, this is episode 68. Thank you for staying with us. Ubisoft CEO Is Gil Mo uh, is apparently taking a very large pay cut. He stands to lose $327,000 a year. Uh, he is the longtime CEO who's voluntarily taking a pay cut. Apparently, it's voluntary uh, for the coming year. Uh, he said this is a personal decision, uh, which he took considering the company had not reached the financial targets he had publicly communicated to the markets. Uh, he essentially waived his annual variable compensation, uh, which is a bonus on top of his usual salary that fluctuates based on the financial performance of Ubisoft. Uh, his pay cut was not announced by Ubisoft themselves, but instead tucked away in the fine print of a recent company filing. Uh, it follows a disappointing year, which saw its operating profit fall by around 40%. Uh, that is 310,000 euros or $327,000. Uh, it creates about a third of his annual compensation, reducing his compensation. He's still getting $656,000 bonus. Uh, this does not include stock awards that won't be available until after 2023. Um, the majority of Gilmore's voluntary pay cut was linked to the company's financial progress. I mean, if he hadn't voluntarily given up this amount, he likely would have seen, wouldn't have seen it anywhere near what he's used to. Uh, it also ties to the execution of internal reforms meant to address issues stemming from the company's misconduct scandals that have come to light in recent years. Uh, despite the commercial success of Valhalla, uh, Ubisoft has struggled to match the successes it reached in its previous past. Uh, the company's sales revenue fell by 5% and its stock value tumbled by 50% in the last year, considering the bomb that was Ghost Recon Breakpoint, uh, the, also the lacklustre attention around Immortals Phoenix Rising, which is not a bad game at all. It wasn't up to the standards of what we'd expect, but it was it wasn't fantastic as what they promised. Uh, Ubisoft is obviously is not experiencing the best of times. Uh, Ubisoft is also preparing to fight off a takeover bid from several private equity firms alongside a skull and bones leak uh, that showed the game is still very much in development. It's not looking good, obviously, for the studio. Uh, this isn't the first time a company executive has taken a pay cut. Bobby Kotich took a pay cut and gave up bonuses, obviously, in the wake of the allegations against himself and Activision Blizzard. Uh, going back further into the games industry history, though, Nintendo CEO Satoru Iwata uh, took a 50% pay cut to his base salary in 2011. Ooh, wow. uh, Nintendo messed up the 3DS launch and resulted to an emergency price cut just months later. Uh, the Ubisoft's upcoming releases will be linked below. I will say, though, that uh, Skull and Bones has been in development now for several years. I think it's about eight years that game's been in development for. It still hasn't formally announced what the game actually is we saw some trailers earlier this month or earlier this year uh, but it's it's been so long since that game was announced it's it's taking way too long um speaking of nintendo though uh, the next nintendo direct uh, will focus on third party games uh journalists is saying to expect news on persona and a major port during the expected broadcast uh, that will be coming in july uh, the next one uh, nintendo direct expected to take place next week 
uh, reportedly focus on third-party games. Uh, that's according to Nacho Requeen, who's the editor of Spanish magazine Manuel, uh, who told viewers during the Twitch stream on Friday he'd been told to expect new amount, expect, told to expect new announcement from major publishers. Uh, he said it will be coming up possibly Tuesday or Wednesday next week. Requeen uh, said during the live stream uh, they'll be mainly focused on third-party games. Uh, he's also said that some Persona games will be present, though he doesn't know which games. And we told there will be another game that has been available for some time and other platforms will be coming to Switch finally as well. Uh, that's been out game. Apparently, this game has been out four years. Uh, so it's a game that's been out four years on other consoles and finally we jumped to Switch. I don't know what games that could be. Any ideas, Callum? Sorry, could you repeat that? So game has been out for apparently it's going to be another game that's going to be ported to Switch. It's been out <clears> four <throat> years on other consoles. Four. They'll be coming to Switch and the announcement will be available during the Nintendo Direct. Any ideas what this game could be? It's been out for four years. And this game can be played on Switch. Because don't expect like What games came out in 2018? Uh, 2018 top games. Correct me if I'm wrong. Could be God of War, Forza Horizon, Red Dead Redemption 2. I mean, Red Dead um, would make sense because that game's running an old engine anyway, so it's possible that could... Correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't they say that they were mo- putting a Mongols on Switch at some point and that hasn't happened yet? I don't know, it has. What, I'm pretty they, sure. Is they actually, That's not the result of 2018. Like, Far Cry 5, yep. Dead Cells, Tetris Effect, Celeste, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate already came out. Monster Hunter World. Maybe Monster Hunter World's now getting a port to the Switch. On the Rise engine, maybe. That would make the most sense. Yeah, it would. That would make Um, the most sense. Yeah, those are the top games I can think of. Um, 20 best games. 30 best games of 2018. Uh, Astro Bar, Call of Duty Black Ops 4. Speaking of Red Dead 2, though, uh, McQueen has said the four-year-old portrait (laughs) would fit the previous claim uh, that Rockstar was originally planning to bring Red Dead 2 to Switch in 2018. So that could actually be it, Red Dead 2. That would make sense because it is running on, old, on on an old engine. That's so, still does Monster Hunter World. so does Monster Hunter World. Yeah, so you've got two there. That's two possibilities. If Microsoft decide to port um, Sea of Thieves. That could be another one as well. Although I think that might be an Xbox exclusive, so I don't know whether they'd actually want to. Yeah, put that. but it's not all before. It's a possibility. I don't see them doing that. I think Monster Hunter and Red Dead might be if it's a big game announcement and they're looking to do that. Both of those games could well be playable. The issue with Red Dead Two is the size of the memory, so they'd really need to shrink that down because I think it's about sixty-eight gig uh, on. Xbox well, they did, well, they did that with Witcher, didn't they? They shrunk it down. They did, yeah. They'd have to really shrink that game down. I don't know how much they'd have to cut out of that as well to actually get it playable because it is a rather big game. Yeah. It's, but it's possible. I think, I think those are the most too likely. If they were going to do an Xbox game, Sea of Thieves is possible. I don't see Xbox wanting to give away their exclusive. So, you yeah. know, it's I, I, it's I think it's personally one of them too. Uh, early this month, another writer claimed Nintendo Direct obviously taking place next week. Uh, first in Jerusalem, the part showcase presentations. Uh, Nintendo obviously released that. I'll start again. Uh, Nintendo first released this Nintendo mini partner showcase presentations during the pandemic. Uh, live streams have been held 2020, the last one. Uh, none have been held since. 
Uh, most of their first party games for the remainder of 2022 appear to have already been revealed. Uh, this includes Xena Bay Chronicles 3. May have some more gameplay or trailer on that during the showcase anyway. Uh, the Pokemon Company is also holding its own streams now, so that won't be during the Nintendo Direct for Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Uh, Splatoon 3, Bionet 3, uh, Rab- Mario and Rabbids, Sparks of Hope have also already been confirmed. Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild sequel officially will be slipping uh, in 2023. So, or shipping, I should say. I won't, I don't think that's going to be in there because if it's third party, Nintendo really need to announce something on, on Breath of the Wild 2 because it's been way too mm. long. They keep delaying it over and over. Uh, the last Nintendo Direct was held in February of this year. Uh, focused on games and release in the first half of this year. So if they're going to release one now, don't expect it to be for the second half because it's still quite early. If they are going to release anything for the second half of this year, they really need to do an announcement. We know this is third party, so I don't think it will be possibly another Mario game or anything like that. I know we did speculate on that last week. If they are going to release something first party, they do need to talk about Breath of the Wild, but... Persona, I think, is probably the most likely. There's, gonna, there's a ton of indie games coming out later this month and next year. Uh, beginning, end of this year, that still could be announced, so it's possible. Uh, during that presentation, obviously, revealed Mario Strikers, Battle League, uh, Switchport, Xenocrate Chronicles, and Fire Emblem Warriors 3 Hopes. That was in the last Nintendo Direct. So that is a huge amount of details. We already held, he had the Xenoblade Chronicles 3 showcase playthrough thing on YouTube last week. So that that unlikely will be included. Uh, the booster course pass for Mario Kart 8 Deluxe could be a possibility because we're still waiting for the second drop from that course pass thing. Uh, Promise 48 tracks were released in eight waves over the course of two years. We've only had one so far. Uh, that was released earlier this year. We're still waiting for the next one, so it's possible if Nintendo are going to drop anything or announce anything, it could be at this next Nintendo Direct. I do want to see what the next load of cars will be. Uh, Square Enix, though, speaking of NFTs from earlier, wants to develop story-focused NFTs. I don't know how he's going to do that. doesn't plan to make Final Fantasy NFT games soon. <clears throat> they do not expect Final Fantasy 16 NFTs, thankfully. Uh, but according to a 2022 shareholders meeting report, uh, it plans to integrate blockchain technology into games development. Uh, the company, We obviously knew Square Enix was going to do this because they sold off most of the, I think it's about a third of their company for 300 million so they can make nft games apparently that wasn't going to be used for nft games but they're announcing nfts we already knew this is what they were planning anyway as involved in the report the company's medium-term goals include the development of blockchain games and entertainment products uh, the blockchain apparently would impact the company's biggest franchises it's still too early to consider making dragon's quest or final fantasy blockchain games nobody wants either Nobody wants blockchain games full stop. Never yeah, mind, just those. Uh, like we've already said this, no one wants it. Uh, Japanese yeah, published but... full, full year financial results were released on 13th of May. Uh, Matsuda, who's the president of Nintendo, said the money from the sale we used, will be used to strengthen the company's core games business. Uh, rather than using the proceeds from the diversity in new investment domains such as NFT and blockchain, we intend to use them primarily to fund our efforts to foster solid IP and to enhance our development capabilities and our core digital entertainment segment. The only issue with that is, is that they sold off 50 plus IPs, most of which haven't been used in decades. So you could have easily just remade other games. You didn't need to sell them they've to made make their more lives, games. They've made their lives more difficult to so try and make mm. themselves 
seem yeah. relevant. It, does, it doesn't make sense, their business strategy, because they, we knew they were interested in making NFTs and blockchain games. They sold off a third of their company for $300 million, which, in the grand scheme of things, is rather minuscule amount for what they sold. Considering they bought, I think it was uh, Chris Dynamics, they bought them for like $1.3 billion. So they sold them off at a massive bargain price. And then saying this, this game isn't going to be NFT based, but we are going to make NFT games and we want to make new IPs. But you had IPs that you sold off that you haven't touched in decades. So That's what they really could have done if they really wanted to create NFT games was used those IPs to do so instead of having to basically now try and do two things at once. It's, yeah. It doesn't make with the NF, nobody wants NFTs. So I don't know why they even bothered in the first place. Anyone taking a look at the economic strength of NFTs or blockchain for about five minutes? You can go and Google and look at what the strength of NFTs are right now financially. They're minuscule. You have a market of something like ten thousand, not even that. So mm. where exactly is the strength here? Why are you wasting your money and time and product to try and make NFT games? The only re- the only reason I can think of is because there are other games doing it. Yeah, they're they're looking at what other developers are doing. They're looking, developers yeah. are not successful, but yeah, but they don't care. They want to jump on. They're trying to do the thing that they are basically the definition of insanity. Doing the same thing as something else that you know isn't working and hoping a for a different result. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't make sense to me. They know this. They just got to look at Ubisoft. Ubisoft failed miserably trying to do NFTs, and they've just completely canned it. They've given up. They haven't done anything since. They are saying they're going to bring out another NFT game. I don't see that happening, considering what Breakpoint did, how much sales that game actually made, and the success that game had was pathetic. I don't think that's going to happen. They're going to try and do that again because I don't think they. I think they've realised, okay, NFTs are not the way forward. Square Enix are selling off parts, large parts of their company to try and do it. It's ridiculous. Like, why? Why would they risk so much when they know it's not worth it? Exactly. They're uh, they're so wrapped up in this idea that they're going to make millions that they'll go to any lengths to do that, including destroying half of their company. It's stupid. Anyway, Marlon Pippen will move have, your nose before you. must have a better reason than, than that, to be honest. They must there's, there's, do. there's got to be another reason why they would do it, but I don't think it's it's something that's based on evidence. I think it's more about feeling that they think NFTs are going to take off because there's probably somebody in the office that's really into it and saying, oh, NFTs and blockchain are the next big thing when it's not, and it's people that have hyped up in that bubble and somebody's got into the presidency, I'll oh, sell this amount of the companies, we can make this much amount of money even though they sold it off extremely cheap when they could have yeah. what if they wanted to make more money just remake games for IPs that you haven't used in like 30 years there's there's low you sold off 50 how many games does Nintendo or not Nintendo Square Enix own that they've released in the last 20 years like you got Final Fantasy Hitman Hitman, Hitman. One. but they have mm. they have 50 they have 50 games <laughs> sold Yep. They kept Final Fantasy, but the, of the games they've sold, there's, there's Tomb Raider. They sold well, Tomb, of course they keep Final Fantasy. Yeah, why didn't they keep Tomb Raider? I would keep Tomb Raider if I were there. Yeah, they sold Final Fantasy, they sold Tomb Raider, a game that's made millions every year. 
Yep. If they wanted to, make, they could have done anything with it. The amount of games, like they didn't even release the full amount of games, they didn't announce the full amount of games that they actually sold. There was plenty of games there they could have actually worked with if they wanted to start re-releasing games. Just work on those. You don't have to sell mm-hmm. thirty a company off for three hundred million a bargain price to work on NFT games. It's stupid. NFT's yep, dead. Anyway, uh, moving on to the movie news, but we wrap up. Chris Pratt uh, has described his Mario yeah, voice. As being unlike anything you've heard in the Mario world. It's not like Mario, then. <laughs> I'm still not convinced with him. Is it Sonic? Does he sound like Sonic? <laughs> no, Mario. It's Jar Jar as well from Guardians of the Galaxy. It's going to be Jar Jar Binks with a head cold, is what he's going to say. Honestly, that state makes me laugh. I had to include this. Because yeah. we were speculating for weeks what Chris Pratt's voice, how he's going to do is playing Mario. But he said something that sounds, has me even more worried. It's unlike anything you've heard in the Mario world. Yeah, that does not fill so not anybody Mario, with confidence at all. It does. It, well, it's not Mario. It's like a Piazza. Described it as a Mario voice, unlike anything you've ever heard. It's, 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 not a like it's just a Piazza. He's saying that. Probably. Kind of worrying though. Probably, but considering there are a lot of people like us questioning why the hell they thought casting Chris Pratt as Mario was a good idea, that is not a statement that you should be putting out if you want to increase people's confidence in this particular casting decision. Make people feel more comfortable with this movie release. It's just like, yeah, by the way, like, I don't sound is, like Mario. <laughs> lower, the, uh, lower the expectations of the movie, and then if the movie's really good, it will hit even harder. Yeah, but you're, you're, you're they're putting out a side. Mario movie to try and get those people that like Mario or love Mario or follow the series. To be honest, it's a Mario movie, people are going to watch it anyway. Yeah, but it, they certainly won't now. You say <laughs> that. It doesn't sound like Mario. Callum, you say that, but... Weird segue, but you'll see where I'm going with this in a second. You could say the same thing about the Fantastic Beast movie after what they did with Johnny Depp. Oh, God. It's one of the reasons why I don't, I don't even want to watch the third movie. That, that's that. Precise, that is precisely my point. You would think that because it's that series connected to that world, it has so many fans, that regardless of what they've done casting-wise, everybody would want to watch it. Nobody, hardly anybody has watched that because of what they ended up doing to Johnny Depp because of the trial. Therefore, that logic then applies with this in that if... Yeah, but it wouldn't take you a three-year-old to watch Fantastic Beasts, would you? No, but no, that's not the point. My point is that you're suggesting that people will want to watch it just as it's Mario regardless of casting decisions. I bet you this movie said the same thing about. Would you want to watch Mario if, for example, they put Joe Pesci as Mario? Who's Joe Pesci? The voice. (laughs) The actor. The voice of Mario. You know who Joe Pesci is. Don't even try. How do you not know who he is? He does. Winding us up. He's winding us up. Right. So you watch if it was Joe Pesci as Mario. Yes. Well, that is the voice of Mario. You'd watch it if it was, for example, the original voice actor as Mario. Yes. Mm-hmm. Would you watch it if Mario was being portrayed by a Swedish woman? I think that's a bit 
Well, it depends because Bart it's a different Simpson's voice. It's an example with somebody. It's like, all right, so it's a Swedish man. It doesn't matter who voices it, as long as they do a good job with Mario. Yeah, but this is, he's just said openly. He's just said that, that he's, he's not, not, like, not, he's not doing Mario. He hasn't actually said he's not going to do a good job. He's said it's unlike anything you've ever heard world. in the Mario world. So not Mario. It's because in the Mario world, Mario doesn't really talk much apart from in the cartoons. Maybe it's yeah, but the cartoons, the movie, he's got several voices. You hit it. He's got several lines of dialogue in the games, in later games anyway. Mm. Like woohoo! Yeah, it's me, Mario. Woohoo! It's those sort of oh, those, that's there. What's you can tell me? that that's Mario. But you can't then put Chris Pratt, who's just openly come out and said, "This is not the this is not the Mario you would expect. This Mario voice is nothing like you've ever heard." That's that's it. Doesn't make it's it's not filling me with confidence. To go watch a film when he's not even. We're, we're going to end, end up seeing voice. an Edgelord Mario now. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to be grunge. <laughs> oh for fuck's sake! I can see it now. Yeah, <laughs> e- emo Mario. Anyway. Uh, some have expressed obviously concern about a non-Italian playing an Italian character and the voice or the acting apparently or potentially could be offensive uh, whilst co-producer That's for the film not what described, I'm about. Yeah, uh, described Pratt's performance as phenomenal. Uh, speaking to Variety, Pratt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Pratt described how, ex- how he experimented with the voice. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> God, yeah. Experiment. Closely with directors to find a unique take on Mario that he felt proud of, saying in part as an animated voiceover narrative is not a live action movie. I'm not going to be wearing a plumber suit running all over. I'm providing a voice for an animated character, and it is updated and unlike anything you've heard in the Mario world before. So, no, it sounds like Mario then. Do you know what my worry is though? I actually do kind of see Callum's point of this kind of comment is actually probably going to make people watch it at least at first. Yeah, to see how bad to it see how bad it actually is. Our overall point, though, Callum, is that overall viewers are going to drop because the first few people will see it, say it sounds terrible, and, and then, then nobody else will it. follow. Yeah, I mean, the as long as he's not running around. On, well, not running around, but doing accent on screen that I find offensive. It's like going, I need the space to meet the ball. That pisses me <laughs> off. That will annoy me beyond all belief. And I will never, ever, I will, I will trash that movie. Every single person who asks me, I don't know what. I will not want it. We start trying to do, like, what's the, who's, who's it? Uh, Robert De Niro. I can't do his face. But, just go imagine Jim Carrey at the Oscars when he did an impression. If he tries to do that, I'm going to be extremely annoyed. Why not get Jim Carrey to voice Mario? That would make more sense because Jim Carrey yeah, exactly. is, possible, is capable of doing voices and impressions. He could pull he's, it he's off really well. Robotic, so I don't see why not. Yeah. Well, he, he can he can do Mario because he's he's also an impressionist. He started off as an impressionist. Exactly. And he's done Italian accents, and he can like he he's done he's got several impressions of like very prominent actors like Robert De Niro, Jack Nicholson, etc. He's so he very very good at being an impressionist. Off. Yeah, he started as an impressionist as an expressionist comic. Yeah. Uh, so I, if there was an actor out there that could play Mario, who would be that fun? Wasn't that wasn't Italian. Yeah. Yeah, that wasn't oh, Italian. Right they then. wanted to do that way. But at the same time, I would, if Chris Pratt is coming out and saying. This isn't the Mario you're used to. 
I'm extremely worried. Rodman Michael. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If he as long as he doesn't come out as saying as with like lines of dialogue that are just unbelievably offensive, I'm called Roman Mario. <laughs> as long as he doesn't come out of stuff. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to hear his attempt at an Italian accent. I don't want to hear oh, it. Oh God! Offensive. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to see that. But I'm. I'm. I'm interested now. To, I just want to hear a snippet. What has yeah. he got? Because if it sounds like what he's, if he's trying, his attempt at Italian accent just sounds mm. dog shit. Then I don't want to know. <laughs> if this is going to be another Green Lantern situation, oh, just God, don't that do it. Horrible. Just do don't. Do that movie was terrible. Do you know what? If they end, if when they release a trailer, for whatever reason, they decide they want they don't want to include Mario's voice in it at all to build suspense. At that point, we'll all know it's shit. Yes, I can I can bet you any money that's exactly what they'll do as well. That's the exact <laughs> line we use. Chloe's just giving them a load of PR spin. Yep. For why it's not going to be in the next trailer. Mm. It's 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 build suspense. You say that. You say you say that. You know that's what they were thinking of doing anyway. Oh, of course it was. They're not going to say, oh, by the way, here's Mario. And then he just comes on screen and goes, it's me, Mario. It doesn't. <laughs> In the voice it's of Star-Lord. Be... Yeah, he's, 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 he's coming on a Star-Lord with like a big moustache and a pair of Mario hat. Colin does not seem very impressed. No, I don't think that this movie's. I'm holding out hope that he's yeah. at least tried. Because I know he's funny. He's a tremendously funny actor. But I do not want to hear his attempt. There is a point a where comedy can become offensive, and when yeah. you're trying to do an act, Mario comes out as Don Mario. He's a mafia boss now. Mm-hmm. That would be over the top. He's Don't coming Mario. out as Tony Soprano. Mario movie is obviously premiered to Slate uh, for next year, uh, April 7th. Uh, in addition to Mario, uh, the cast includes Charlie Day, which is a great casting. Uh, you also remember Luigi, who Charlie Day will be playing as, is also an Italian. Uh, Charlie Day, I do believe, has Italian par- parents. Uh, so that'll be interesting. That at least makes sense. Which makes sense. Yeah, I think his mum is Italian. So that would make sense. Yeah. That's a good casting. Uh, Anya Taylor Joy <laughs> as Peach, Jack Black as Bowser, Keegan Michael Key as Toad. I hate my Keegan Michael Key. Not that he's. <laughs> He's just unfunny <laughs> and he's very cringe. I don't find him funny inside. And Seth Rogen is just the worst. As Donkey Kong. Please. Oh, no comment. You know full well he's going to be slipping penis jokes and being high and he's got stupid At the worst bar. possible time as well. At the worst time. Basically, he's at the, right, he's at the wrong place at the wrong time. As yeah. always. Seth Rogen is not the right person to be playing Donkey Kong. I don't oh, care who you are. Oh he's okay. <laughs> Major, I've got a question for you. God. Which casting is worse? Seth, Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong or Chris Pratt as Mario? Seth Rogen, because I haven't heard Chris Pratt yet. <laughs> Seth Rogen, I have a question. Right. I have a question. <laughs> Seth Rogen is the worst because I haven't heard Chris Pratt yet, so he could do a good job. Seth Rogen, as soon as you hear that laugh, you know it's him. You're complete. That movie's completely ruined. If he starts, it's Donkey Kong standing on set smoking a joint and talking about penises. <laughs> That movie's over. I'm walking out. <laughs> that's all Seth Rogen has. He talks about being oh, high and that. talks about dicks. That's his whole thing. That's his entire lineup. He doesn't know any other jokes apart from that. <laughs> and he can't deliver it either. You just got to watch his stand up. <laughs> fucking dead. 
You just got to listen to me stand up. Go watch any stand up for the last 20 years. It's all, I'm high, let's talk about my dick. That's all he talks about. And he's not, talk he has no other material and he can't deliver anything. He's not funny and he's just, he's, he's so just trash. I can't, I can't stand. Keegan Michael Key, I can tolerate. I don't think he's the funniest person. When he's given good dialogue, he can deliver it well. When he tries but to write his own stuff, it's not. Yeah, he's, he's, better, he's a better comedian than Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen's just hard to watch. He's so bad. He's such a bad actor. He's had good roles where stuff have been written for him, but when he's gone out on his own and tried to write something, like that movie he did with James Franco, where was with Chris, uh, we went to North Korea. Did you watch that film? No. Which one? Where he went to North Korea and he was like, he got a tiger high. And like he was asking Kim Jong-un really offensive questions and stuff. It was just, it was so bad. Seth Rogen. If you're into cringe comedy, then that, that would probably be a gig by fears, and obviously not. Yeah. I, I, I would be fine if it wasn't Seth Rogen. Donkey Kong, no. Need <laughs> the, the Donkey Kong shouldn't have any lines bad. anyway, because he's a gorilla that doesn't speak. So um, for, I, think it's, I don't know what exactly he's going to do. Maybe that's why Seth Rogen's being cast as him then. Yeah, as long as it, all he does is... <laughs> that's all I'm going to at all. Just do the growl and that's it. No lines, no dialogue. Get him to shut up. I don't want to hear nothing from him. <laughs> one <laughs> one simple <laughs> grunt. I'm happy with that. But a talking done grunt? Nah, forget that. Yes, anyway. Uh, last up this week, Comic-Con is returning to San Diego. Uh, Kevin Feige has confirmed that Marvel will be there. Uh, Marvel will be in Hall H at Comic-Con in San Diego. Uh, it's put by Screen Rant producer Ash Crossan uh, during a press conference for Love Thought love and thunder uh marvel boss kevin feige confirmed marvel studios will be attending in july uh, when the event returns in person finally since the pandemic uh, to san diego uh, the return is obviously big news uh, will be bring, bring big news marvel studios has mostly skipped comic con uh, since the ongoing covid19 pandemic uh, they did return a year later last time they were there was in 2019 uh marvel uh, nearing the end of phase four feige has gone on record to say the next big saga revealed in the coming months which is could possibly revealed at comic con so we could find out what phase five will be uh, with more details on the future upcoming movies uh, it'd be more sense considering marvel hasn't really made anything public since the beginning of the pandemic on what phase five actually will be uh, there's still plenty left in phase four obviously uh, we've still got the new black panther movies coming out ant-man and the wasp uh, the next guardians of the galaxy captain marvel uh, fantastic four but we don't know anything else after that um, there's obviously She-Hulk TV shows uh, with Armored Wars, Secret Invasion, Ironheart. People are still calling for a season two of Moon Knight. Uh, the people yeah. who didn't watch it, I know that it wasn't as many as Marvel's hoping, but the people that did watch it and actually was able to see it, I thought it was brilliant. Season one is amazing. It was brilliant. It was. They need to do a season two. I'm hoping that when they do go to Comic Con later this year, that they announce a season two. That is my big hope anyway. Uh, apart from the multiverse, we also got a look at Kang the Conqueror. Uh, it's a big plot line for Phase 4 is obviously get to be revealed what's going to happen, who's the big bad, what the ending of the movie is going to be. Uh, what, do you want, what do you guys want Marvel to announce when they do return? Personally, um, I would say... Um, the next Spider-Man. I would say just for, uh, do something with the Sinister Six. Yeah. I think that might be something they need to look We've at. We've seen nothing of them. Like, as in, like, or with... Is Sinister any incarnation DC, though? Hmm? Is Sinister 6 not DC? No, no Marvel, that is Marvel. Spider-Man. 
Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, but Sony owns, yeah, yeah, but Sony. No, no, no. I'm Sony not, owns right to the Sinister Six. Besides so. Morbius. I said yeah, besides yeah, Morbius. Got, I mean, an origin well, we story Morbius. for the Dragons, the Sinister Six. Yeah, there's only two people. There's only two people. No, there's technically three. If we count Venom, we've got uh, Morbius, and then we've obviously got, from some reason, from the MCU, has come over to the Sony universe. There's, um, what do you call the Vulture. Vulture's so one. He's in Homecoming. He's in Homecoming. Yeah, yeah, he's now in Morbius as well. He's I transferred universe. <clears throat> no, what I meant is because well, I think there's since six moments. members in one movie. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm wondering though, does Marvel have access to the Sinister Six though? Because that's, that's generally well, that's, a DC. That's my question, exactly. Yeah, but that's generally a DC thing. <clears throat> what, no, 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 like a Suicide no, Squad. Spider-Man. Was it? I thought it was also. I thought it was mainly a DC project. No, that's, no, that's, that's, that, no, that's yeah, Suicide Green Squad. Goblin you're was a member of the DC squad. universe, wasn't that? No, no, no you're thinking no. of Suicide well, Squad, not thinking. Oh, I'm um, think, yeah, I'm thinking of Suicide Squad. Sorry. That's no, Sinister Six Marvel. Sinister Six Marvel. Oh, okay. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping they do. They uh, they've been announcing this, like teasing this for months. But I want to see Venom finally make the jump because he is both thing, a lot of people were not happy with that. be carnage. A lot of people were not happy with it. I didn't think it was as shit as people perceived it. <clears throat> I thought I thought Let There Be Carnage was actually pretty good, and Woody Harrelson yeah, I thought was a that great too. actor to play Carnage. Yeah, I thought that as well. Yeah, I thought he was, I thought he played the, the part very well. But I would like to see Venom finally make the jump. I would like to find out more. Uh, but that's still Spidey at the end of it. Yeah, I mean, you still got like Marvel. have still got hands on like Galacticus or Galactica, yep. whatever his name is. Uh, you got to do more with Kang from the Loki series. You Craven, need to bring... Craven as well. Craven, yeah. It's, there's loads of big baddies that you could add into this movie. Of, you if know Kang how... is going to be the, the the big bad from this phase, then they need to do something in the movie with him. I need them to announce something with that. I'm just trying to check because you know the Kingpin. He was yeah. featured very. Um, yes, so him and Smythe. Him and Smythe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Kingpin, um, I think it's Marvel Comics. I think he, the movie rights is um, still Sony for the Kingpin. Yeah, it's apparently shared by Marvel and Sony, I think. That's that's not bad. If they could, I mean, what what show was he in, Kingpin, the Marvel uh, show? In terms of films or the TV series? TV, because I know they did a cameo with Kingpin right last year on a TV show. I can't remember what it's called, though. Yeah, I was think it, was it Hulk? Was it TV the Hulk show? show? Is it TV shows as well that Sony owned the rights, or is it just? Um, well, no, you got the, Disney IPs, but I'm pretty sure they included uh, a video. I think it was one episode they had Kingpin in it. Was it a Hulk show? They had was it a Hulk Disney show? Hold on. Rogue With Jeremy show, Jeff, uh, Rogue Jeffrey Rayner, Jeremy Rayner. They had a uh, Hulk uh, Kingpin make a cameo in it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was. If they could bring Kingpin in, because uh, they, they need to add more big bads. I mean, they're starting to run out now. Or well, they need to um, announce something. Well, they'll probably come out with a new big bad. Yeah, but they have to kind of stick, at least do the ones they have. I mean, we know Kane the Conqueror was, was in uh, the Loki series. So he was on Hawkeye for three episodes. Well, the issue pin. is, I do wonder if at some point they're going to end up doing too much to the point where they can't keep up with everything. 
Yeah. And they need to, they need to announce what this next movie's for next phase five will be. Yeah. Yeah. They've, they've they've been too long announcing it. They have we haven't heard anything from Marvel. We know the next slate of movies, but we don't really know the course of the movies. Like the phase three, phase two, phase one to three were all like a clear trajectory of storylines and everything was interwoven. But I don't see the 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 connectivity between these next set of movies. Mm. I haven't really gone into detail on that. But anyway, uh, that's going to do it. That's been episode 68. Thank you for joining us. Thank you to Chloe, Callum and Abu. Thank you very much, guys. No problem. Thank you. Abu, I think he's disappeared again. Yep. There we go. Oh, Love you. Oh, he's here. Uh, thank you to you guys for joining me this week. <laughs> no worries. Uh, uh, we'll be back next week for episode. I'm not going to say it, Callum. Don't. <laughs> Oh no! Make sure you're here. I think, I, sure you're I think here. I have to make my excuses next week because I'm going to be bullied relentlessly. <laughs> well, you are known as the noob in the on the podcast. Short girl privileges. Ka- Callum's the Callum's what the PC has my master race. What's got to do with anything? Callum's known as PC master race. Bam Bam's a completionist. Shinobi's the collector. Yep. Everybody, everybody's got their own personalities on this podcast. You're known as the noob. Mm, I have noticed. <laughs> I was going to say something else, but I didn't say it. <laughs> yeah, we'll be back next week for episode 69. Uh, thank you, everybody, for joining us. Don't forget to check out the website. Make sure you follow us on all socials. Uh, give us a like. Check us out on Patreon if you can support this podcast. Uh, we'd really appreciate the help. Uh, other than that, thank you. We will see you next week. Same time, same place. Take care, guys. Bye. Bye. It's the Talking Games Podcast. <laughs>